Welcome to the podcast, Nothing Is Anything, the show where we're talking about nothing, but also kind of anything, meaning that we're sort of talking about everything. I'm your host, Dylan, aka DJ Cereal Sauce, and with me today, I've got Alec, and I've got Ty. A little bit shorter this time, but uh, we hopefully will have two more people joining in. I don't know. It kind of it kind of depends on what they want to do. Um, we had a whole thing that we were going to do, um, but a couple of things got in the way, and unfortunately, we're not able to fully, you know, do everything that we want to do here today. So we're going to switch it up a little bit and we're just going to stick to doing one singular topic that was supposed to be a part of the multitude of other topics that happened the first time, or I shouldn't say the first time, the, the time before it. Yeah. What he said. Um, but I'm kind of glad that we're doing it this way instead, because this is kind of a bigger topic and I found a lot of points that I feel are important to bring up so many that I feel like if we were to keep this topic in with the other topics we were going to do last week but ended up not doing last week because we got busy and we wanted to do them this week um it simply would have taken too long so we didn't do it that way um and that is basically how technology interacts with teenagers and young adults and even sometimes kids well when i yeah i say technology so the way that technology interacts with kids and young adults and teenagers and and kind of just going through this whole thing I also noticed that Alec just server muted himself. Um, I server muted him for a second and he has oh. since, oh, he, okay. He undeafened himself. Let's go. Um, so, you know, I basically, I was reading through this article, uh, and I was, re- it, it was a, it was an article where we took two people who have a lot of skin in the game in terms of talking about this kind of thing. And, and they both gave their opinions as to why they believe technology does increase depression in teenagers whether it's the driving factor and a bunch of other things and uh and i was reading through it and i was kind of writing down things that i thought were important to note um and i i ended up writing all of them down and i came to this conclusion kind of near the end of the uh of reading it which is kind of where i'm going to ask the question uh is technology use causing mental health decline in teenagers or are the, is it just mentally declining teenagers using social media and turning to social media, thus potentially worsening the effect? Um, so I have a really big thing to go on uh, for this particular thing in terms of the social media aspect of technology. So with me personally, um, so most of us here are, are at least... 20 years old sorry i had a stroke <laughs> happens um so most of us are 20 years old so we were here at the dawn of social media um along with the dawn of you know the smartphones and everything you know the, we got here before everything became how it was where you could get paid for sitting on your phone practically all day and making videos we were here when that stuff was just starting like youtube um, MySpace was still a thing, then came Facebook, then Twitter, and then Instagram, all of those. And when we were growing up, Instagram was just straight up full of like the crazy girlfriend memes, the cat memes, all that. The Instagram's still full of memes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that around the time cyanide and happiness stuff were on there too. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Um, that was all on there. Now, social media has become this big outlet for influencers models celebrities social media has become a big part of what determines your whole entire life if you don't have social media influence you 
possibly couldn't get a job some places, depending on what kind of job you're trying to apply for. Um, you know, and then there's people that be like, oh, wow, you don't have this amount of followers. It's social media runs the world. I have a 13 year old niece and she's a dancer and weighs. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure, but she says she weighs, I think, around 150. Right? She calls herself fat, has a little bit of chub. Right. And the reason why she thinks this is like, well, look at this girl, because as you know, social media is full of models. It is full of models and people that are way too skinny. And she compares their weight to theirs because some of these models are like, oh, yeah, this is my weight. This is what I weigh. And some of them are 100 pounds, maybe less, maybe a little bit over. And my niece, who's a dancer and everything, she has a lot of muscle mass on her because dancing takes a lot of muscle. And she has, like I said, a little bit of strong ass kid. (laughs) 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 I didn't expect that. I I think you're on this. I know you're on to something there. there are a lot oh, of wait, factors. Wait, wait, no, let him finish. Me. Let him finish. He's not done yet. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, my bad. Uh, uh, no, no, it's good. It's I, good. I interrupted him because uh, I wanted to say it funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, and so she she constantly thinks he's fat and doesn't like doesn't want to eat. He's always calling herself fat, and you know I tell this kid, you know, because I'm overweight as hell and I'm working on that. But you know, I tell this kid, I said, take a good look here at your fucking uncle. You know, like I, I am fat, kid. You have some healthy chub on you, but she sees all these people all these super skinny models and everything that are setting these these trends and, you know, setting these prerequisites of this is how you need to be as a woman. And it's, it's completely awful because I, I feel bad. My niece, my niece literally goes through depression and everything. And she hasn't had an easy life in the first place. Social media is not a help. She was fine. And then she got a phone. She was a perfectly happy kid. And then my sister got her a phone and she started getting social media, making TikToks, making Instagram posts, Snapchat, everything. And I think it, it's caused her depression along with many other things. She's constantly upset about how she weighs and how she looks. Never thinks she's good enough. 100%. I think social media and phones and just technology for kids that are under a certain age, is it's not a good idea. So I'll give you something to say. Go ahead. Yeah, I think Here's. there are two two things. First off, I'm I am no I'm no doctor. I am definitely not qualified on speaking on depression. I uh, I was told that clinical depression, at the very least, is a chemical imbalance in the brain, and I don't I don't know how that really. I don't know if you're born with that. I don't know if that's something that can just kind of happen when you get older, but. For this situation, there are two things that I like. I, I'd want to factor, and the first one is like these statistics on like teenage like depression being more common now. I I just feel like back then, like it wasn't really normalized to go to a therapist or like talk about like your problems, and I don't think people really like recognize that as depression. I think people back then, if you like went up to your father and said you you were like depressed or something, and I know they tell you to toughen up. Yeah, that that that. Well, was I mean, they'll still tell they, you to do that, but yeah, well, yeah. I think we're moving. We're society we're moving, moving out of that. Yeah, I would hope moving way past that. So I think now, like the like increased cases are like less. Like more teenagers are just finding out about their depression, or like it's happening more. 
I think it's less that and more that it's being reported more and caught more and like people are actually being treated and people are more likely to go to a therapist now than they were maybe I'm getting old like 30 years ago or 40 you know what I mean that and I think with social media I think with phones with technology in general it's easier for like these trends or these standards these unhealthy standards for men and women or anybody else are like being passed around more easily than you know they would have been you know way back when so maybe that is a cause if these statistics are like actually true like people are like teenagers are actually more depressed than they have ever been then maybe that is the cause of it i don't know i am not qualified to speak on depression i don't as far as i know i don't have it or and i've never studied it in any capacity that that's just my take on it that's a wonderful take we've got to get the we've got to get the takes of two more people before i actually like kick this off kick this off because we're already 10 minutes in but like there's so much more to this whole thing that was a really harsh s and i'm so sorry um it well i I guess i shouldn't say we have to wait for the other two people because if the other two people don't have something they want to say on it i'm not going to force them but since they joined after i asked the question i'm going to reiterate it the question is uh is technology use causing mental health to decline in teens or is it mentally is it mentally declining teens turning to social media and potentially creating a much worse effect i'd have to think about that for a second pull it well, uh, I'll end the first. Yeah, yeah. You, you, See, you, I think that technology use definitely can impact health, especially when most of your relationships are based around it. Like a lot of kids are, like I feel like a lot of kids' relationships are now based on like their standing on the internet, such as you know, like Instagram followers, pictures, likes, stuff like that. A lot of people base their self worth on that, which I don't really think is healthy. I don't think kids should really be. Ex- I don't think kids should be basing their self worth on what a bunch of people on the internet think of them. I don't. I think they should base it on like how well they're doing in life and all that. But to them, what's more important tends to be, you know, t- t- tends to be whether or not their friends like their new outfit or like their new pictures or how many followers they have. I mean, even when I was in middle school, people would be like, "Oh, I have five hundred followers." And stuff like that and that was middle school so in That's my impressive. mind i think that technology is when you use it like that is bad for kids but i also think it's good for kids too because there are a lot of kids out there who without these technology would have met their friends like you know you and me I, I mean there's no way i would have ever met you had the internet not existed and you know uh, alec as well jay all of them there's there's no way I would have met you guys. And especially when going through some harder points in my life, having those friends around can be really helpful and beneficial and make you feel a sense of belonging when maybe you just didn't fit in with the people at your school. So I, I think it's one of those double-edged swords, to be honest. Some people base their entire life off of it versus some people find motivation and inspiration to just keep going from it. Exactly, exactly. And it's almost a good thing that there is a double-edged sword to both of these things because I feel like, you know, no one wants to listen to us talk for two and a half hours kind of just agreeing on the same things. So I, th- mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's a good thing that 
science and like studies are proving to people that both ends of the spectrum are true and that you know mm-hmm. arguments for and against technology use increasing depression in kids young adults and 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 teenagers and whatever you know does have some impact but also sometimes not uh, so so it is a wonderful thing that is a double-edged sword evan have you come up with uh, with a formulated answer yet well you see i was thinking and most of my thoughts were uh, spoken into work by everybody else um shit i, I- I agree with Dakota. I agree with you, Dylan. I think it is a double-edged sword. I don't use a lot of social media, um, so I don't have that perspective. But I see a lot of the good that comes from it, and I hear a lot of the bad stuff. I think that overall, I'd probably call technology a net positive gain because of all of the opportunities it creates for people to meet each other. But then I think there are people who, in the real world, would have kind of been those, you know, those people that like attention that take it to an extreme because they can get that through technology and it's definitely bad but i think overall it's good yeah good 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 thought to have on it now i i find it incredibly interesting that everybody heard the question that i asked um and then subsequently like the also the the name of the topic because i realized in the question that i asked it was specifically social media i guess i i should have said technology but i think it's interesting how when when we're referring to this problem and this question a lot of it does turn to social media every single one of you had something to say and was concerning social media because the article that i read most of the arguments that were made to you know for technology increasing depression in kids had to do with social media because obviously depression primarily is rooted uh in like a social kind of context to a degree and then, you know, all the topics that I heard that were against it, we were referring to technology use as a whole. So it's it's a little bit of a, unfortunately, I'm now realizing a lot of the points that I'm finding from this are technically a little bit easier to find. And they're a little bit, since they're not quite, or since they're more broad, um, you obviously can find a lot more of them. But obviously the, the amount of arguments doesn't matter so much as the merit of each one on its own. Um so what I what I'd like to do is kind of just go in and just sort of read off everything that I've read, give a few things that I have to say about it, and then we'll sort of go from there. Because, I mean, there, there's a lot to go through here, but a couple of them don't really warrant that great of a discussion. Um, but before we do that, my, my, my general take on it, uh, after hearing what everyone said and after reading everything that I've read, um, I would say as a generality, social media is not the primary driving force in the increase in depression amongst people of our age group and younger. I think a lot more things have attributed, or uh, sorry, that problem has been attributed to a lot more things that are never addressed in this kind of conversation. So um, that's just what I'm having to say about it. So now to actually get on to the article that I read, basically the way that they kind of tested a lot of these things is sort of testing for certain variables um, with kids and teenagers and you know certain age ranges who use social media for varying amounts of time. Or, uh, no, technology, sorry. I keep using social media, but it's technology as a generality. They kind of measured these certain symptoms and these certain behaviors and actions in, in kids and teenagers coinciding with varying amounts of technology use. And that's kind of how they got to the the, the points that they made. So uh, let, let's just go. So the first one is is kind of a good point that's high brought up. 
but it's taken from a different angle. And, and this is a quote coming from the person who ran these kind of studies and wrote an article about it. She says, social media invites comparison, but it's not in real time. It's usually the anxiety about the likes and the comments that you might get. And I've never heard I've never heard this particular type of argument brought up over a long period of time because it's never about what is going to happen at the moment of you doing something or posting something. It's always about thinking what is somebody going to say in the future or what is somebody going to think about what you have to say? What are they going to do about it? Whereas if you're doing or saying something in a face-to-face interaction, you may have a little bit of anxiety over what's happening at that moment, but then it happens and then you kind of get over it. I mean, I would, I would agree with that because like anxiety is like half the battle in a lot of things. I know when it came to like public, for me personally, when it came to like public speaking, uh, whenever it, it was never bad actually doing it in my mind, it was never bad going up there. It was always, it was always when coming up to it, leading up to it, did like minutes hours leading up to something i would be way more stressed about it than i really needed to be because who knows what will happen and then when i actually got there it wasn't nearly as bad social media does kind of leave you in a constantly anxious state of you know oh are people gonna be upset if i don't post a picture are people gonna say that i'm posting too much are people gonna respond positively to this post am i gonna get the likes of the last one there's a lot of factors that i feel like you're just that that I kind of feel like uh, that that I feel like would induce a lot of anxiety in people. I've never really worried about that. I post like once every few months, and it's always you know, either a really stupid picture or a bad poem, and that's it. So to me, I don't personally feel that pressure. But thinking about it from other stances, like you know, anxiety of a project or a public speaking or meeting someone new, like in that sense that I can understand how that would constantly keep you on your toes. I also didn't even consider the fact that like that same sentiment also applies when you're just talking to somebody over text or over a social media messaging site. Like to, to not get into too great of a detail. I've had a lot of situations like that with my significant other. Uh, Cause I've, I've uh, said some very strange things and then like hours pass and I'm like, Hmm, this might not be looking too good for me. Of course, it's a, it's a touch more dramatic than that, ironically enough, but uh, it's, it's a little side thing. And um, if I actually look, because I, I basically read that, you know, it, it's not about what's happening right then. It's about what might happen in the future. And I wrote down my own little thing um, where I said, it's kind of like how you hate getting compared to other kids by your parents as a kid, because it kind of invalidates all the things that you do all the things you don't do and you know maybe the things that are holding you back and specifically when you're looking at social media it's kind of a skewed version of the world where no one is going to post about the setbacks that they had none of the problems that they had none of that so you're kind of just seeing everything through rose tinted glasses and everything looks to be perfect um you know it doesn't have that aspect of failure and people don't take that into consideration and it ends up taking a, a damaging toll on their psyche but on the flip side Um, it is worth noting that, you know, there are people who will just post and be like, yeah, no, I fucked this up. Like I failed at doing this. Like I had a hard time doing this. I had mental struggles, mental block doing this, that, and whatever. And when you see that, it's actually kind of an empowering thing because it kind of helps clear your head and being like, oh yeah, 
you know, these people are still humans. Like, even if you already knew that because you know them personally, it kind of just feels reassuring to see it over media. I can hop in here if Let's we're going to get the sound shoes from Ty. Um, <laughs> I, I was kind of quiet because I agree with most of what you guys have said. But, gosh, I, I was going somewhere with this. I was going to make my own valid point. It's all gone. Nothing no, in my ears you can't now. do this. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean. Oh, gosh, maybe it'll come back to me. Hopefully it'll come back to him because that, that'll be incredibly... Um, it'll be once we're on to the next topic though for sure yeah bro like we're, we're like no like we're gonna record next week's podcast and then Evan's gonna be like oh guys remember that thing that I said I was gonna say last week we're just, like, just back up a little damn it. yeah but hold on yeah like re, re, back re, up, uh, re-recording four weeks ago. yeah but back it up four weeks ago yeah when I said the thing exactly but um you know maybe maybe we'll we'll just run it back to Ty when uh, if he comes back um and we'll just kind of move on to the other thing I still should keep this written down though, um, since I didn't have uh, since I'd want to bring it back up. Um, I one of the points that they were making heavily is that the reason that it social media specifically affects teenagers so harshly, and like you know, kids is because of the fact that obviously kids nowadays kind of do develop a lot of their personal friendships and a lot of their like identity almost on the internet. And because they don't have like any sort of real life identity developed, they do turn to their phones for the validation, which I, I won't say is always a bad thing, but oftentimes you'll be, senpai. don't do that. Stop that. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but, like, but like oftentimes you'll end up asking for validation from the wrong group of people because you just simply won't know not to involve yourself with those groups of people. And that just becomes like a big problem. Whereas obviously, you know, people like us, even if we may have grown up a little bit with social media with us, we've still developed some degree of like, you know, actual relationships with people outside of that context. And so I, I think like there was a, sorry, sort of things. You're, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. I think there was a transitional period. Um, I would say like late nineties, people born like late nineties, early two thousands, kind of that maybe 10 years, like 95 to 2005, give or take yeah. where you where you're still transitioning over to technology. But much after that, it's kids who have grown up in advanced technology, not just technology, period, which definitely changes things. You get those stereotypical kids that kind of grew up on their iPads, which I don't know about you guys, but that was definitely not me. I wanted that to be me, but my mother would not allow it. I'm glad that was not me because... uh I probably would have been a little piece of shit kid because every kid that I've seen exactly. who was raised on that's a piece of shit kid. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Dude, I was so I, late to social media. Oh, so late to I me. was too. I was too. Yeah. I, I didn't have an interest in it. Because I, I didn't grow up with like one of those kids that was like glued to like a phone or a tablet. I definitely was gl- glued to my fucking DS, but I definitely also my man. outside Woo! a lot. I would say DS is a bit different, though. It was so oh, hard yeah, to was. actually do multiplayer on that that it was just kind of fundamentally different. And I, I didn't even get my first experience. Xbox because if I wouldn't play Xbox, you know, as a kid, I remember I had to go over to one of my buddy's houses. I would ride my bike over there because he wasn't that far. I'd ride my bike over there. It'd be about a 30, a little less than 30 minute bike trip. We would chill and talk, and then we'd go upstairs and we'd play Halo. 
and I'd be there just about until you know the streetlights came on. I would go not home. Not the streetlights, no. Be home before. Yeah, <laughs> I had to be be home. home the old determinant <laughs> determiner of fucking whether or not you're allowed to be out still. Yes. Yeah, and if I saw like I was about to leave out. right as the streetlights were about to come on, I would call my parents and be like, hey, I'm going to get home a little bit later. Is that okay? And usually as long as they called before, like they were on or something like that, usually my parents didn't care. But yeah, no, like I was a kid that always like I preferred to be outside and everything. And I even when I had an Xbox, like I was still like trying to go you outside. You're still biking 30 got... minutes to your friend's house to do it as well. Yeah. And and then when I got my own, I was still going outside because I liked bike rides. I liked going outside, especially like in the middle of summer. Big, it's a summer day and it's like, you know, just 80 degrees. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's such a good day. As soon as it hits and 95, go, I'm killing myself. Yeah, no, if it was like Take hot, it or leave it. My parents, my <laughs> parents wouldn't let me out. Well, I'm sorry. I grew up with asthma. So, you know, if it was like 90-something degrees, die? my parents. Wow. Sounds like you're you, in struggle. I, I grew up fat, and like I was fat. <laughs> I grew up I'm, fat too. That one I can't relate to. No, you can't. So my lungs were yeah, weaker. I don't think Fuck any of us you. can. <laughs> so, and, but no. So my parents wouldn't let me outside if it was super hot to go bike or go over somewhere unless they would drive me or something because they didn't want to risk me having an asthma attack. We get a call I, like I three hours later. Yeah, we found your kid just passed out Slumped. on the side of the road. Um, <laughs> Dead. I think he's okay, but uh, as a kid, I almost I, my dad gave me his old shitty bike that he used when he was a kid, and it's like it was like a, it had a couple different like, gears, but the gears like it was a little switch on the side, kind of like a knob that you would push upwards. Oh, it was awful. Well, I wasn't exactly big enough to ride it just yet. Like I just barely could, and the brakes didn't work. Well, I wound up falling down. It was like really heavy because it was made of mostly uh, like steel or something. Like it was a little heavier for my kid. So, and I actually almost got my head like ran over by a car that didn't see me. My man. <laughs> I had a near death experience as a child. And I'm just like, kids today can never tell their kids, you know. Yeah, I almost died, Vic. Yeah, I almost died this one time. I was playing Roblox. Woo! Let me tell you, biggest clutch of my life. And I'm just like, anger. I'm going to kill my kid. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like, really. I understand, like, you want to talk about that, but it's just like, kids. Kids today, like, I went I, I, one time, I was working at GameStop, a, a child had an iPhone, tw- like, they had an iPhone 11, and I'm just sitting here with a fucking 7, and I'm just like, illegal, it's illegal, it's illegal to kill a child and steal, it's illegal to kill a child and steal. Yeah, this is, this is, like, this it, is very quickly going to turn into, like, we're going to sound like boomers, but in the grand scheme of things, a lot of that, a lot of, like, these kids being raised on technology kind of comes from their parents being bad parents or just not knowing how to parent i should say so it's not even inherently their fault knows but. how to use a phone and like she'll sit and watch this talk, but she also likes to go outside too she's kind of similar to how me and my sister grew up yes sir i think my take on that like being bad parents is a little different because like in my mind it used to be that you know, the standard used to be that you had a stay-at-home mom and a dad who's out there and working. Like, that was just... That, 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 that was, was all I I see where you're going and, with this. But when you have both parents who work and you don't have the time to occupy your kids, I mean, what are you going to do but give them something to occupy themselves with, such as a piece of technology? Well, go outside with them. Like, you know, we have laptops, like really you're good laptops that you can work at. 
Okay, that's a completely different thing. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. Now both parents are working. That's like the standard. The standard is both parents work. Who's watching the kid? Maybe someone. And I don't have a problem with like. Depending on how old they are, the kid watches themselves. (laughs) And even a lot of times, like my niece, like even she's like using the phone, like she's on YouTube Kids, and like I'll be like, it's educational shit that she's watching, which is a completely different ballpark. Educational no, content on YouTube that. is a bunch of bullshit. I'd like to point out it sucks. Uh, and I don't and I don't yeah, just say just, that because like I'm a 20 year old dude yelling into a microphone. But a lot of it is so like, like like the the kind of the kind of shit that you would use to like teach a baby to learn things, and you're like feeding that to like six or seven year olds, and it's like this is not no. What are you doing? Well, no, there's certain channels that are like have stuff aimed towards things. I mean. Because she doesn't, like, can't count to, like, 100 at four years old and, wow, you weak. know. I, I'm kidding. I don't think any of us could. <laughs> I might I have been able to. I might have been able to. I don't know. Probably not, okay, we, maybe. Uh, okay, was we the show-off kid, okay? I, was I bet you were built different. Like, I was the kid who walked into kindergarten, like, I can read this entire fucking book. All of you are below me. I can count to 100 <laughs> so fast that the teacher made me stop, restart, and count slower. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I was three years old. See, God nerfed you for that and gave you crippling <laughs> depression. No, yes. yeah, that's exactly he nerfed. What he God nerfed did. him in the mid-season patch. No, I, <laughs> I was, said, I, I was, you cocky bitch, take depression. I was three years old and I like knew every single letter of the alphabet and like all like a bunch of words, but I also had an astigmatism. So I went in for my eye appointment and I couldn't read very far because I had an astigmatism. And the doctor was like, are you sure he just, like, doesn't know how to read? She's like, no, I promise you he knows how to read. He just can't see more than, like, nine feet in front of him. <laughs> so I feel that. Yeah, I I was a kid that, for some reason, my parents just, like, I, I don't know. There's, like, I couldn't do one subject. And so my parents, they got off and just like, hey, you want to put him in stupid kid classes? And my parents like, sure. And so, like, I would, I, I would ever. Yeah, you got nerfed on release, homie. And nap like <laughs> these kids, like in kindergarten, be like, "Okay, we're gonna watch a movie and do nap time." And then I would just like, "You, you go to the door." And I'm like, okay. dang it! And some fucking lady that looked like a female version of Abraham Lincoln would take me to like this, this little <laughs> like trailer. Yes, I swear to God, like she. Oh, literally that, oh, that's why you're a trailer park. She took you to the trailer in elementary school. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would have to do my ABCs and just like. D stands for dinosaur. I'm like, D stands for damn it. Oh, <laughs> all right. You know, okay. I agree. I concur. I was just so irritated. You're factually I'm correct, like, but you might not I want to... nap time. And they're like, no. I was upset. I'd like to think that like a, like a, like a, <laughs> a five or six year old tie sounds exactly like tie right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Same voice everything. Same voice everything. <laughs> <laughs> what does F stand for? What does U stand for? You now put it together. Fuck you. Fuck you. No, no, no. We, we have we have a point we need to get to. So, so Ty, did you did you miss the the first thing that I said? I feel like you were gone for a long time. Yeah, I, I yeah my my mom needed me. This I respect shit. it. Yeah. So so basically, okay. So we're gonna actually get back on topic. So the the first thing that that they uh, they brought up in the in the thing was uh, they said they said social media invites comparison. But it's not in real time. It's more about the likes and the comments that you might get. And and as a person who's heard a similar argument but from a different lens, I've never heard it from this angle before. And I think it's interesting because 
a lot of it comes down to the anxiety of not knowing what might happen as a result of what you've posted or what you've done. Whereas if you were to say the same things to somebody in person, sure, you may have a little bit of anxiety over what they might say at the time, but then they say it and then you kind of get over it. And I read that, I read that and I, and I kind of wrote down this little personal note because I, I kind of feel this to my core a little bit. And I put, uh, I, I said, it's kind of like how you hate getting compared to other kids by your parents when you're a kid because it kind of yes. invalidates all the things that you did as a kid, all the things that you do, all the things that you don't do, and all the things that might be kind of holding you back. But social media doesn't really have that aspect of failure or setback or anything. But for some reason, even if people know the people personally, like their friends personally, they don't take those things into consideration. And so social media kind of gives people a rose-tinted lens to see the world through. But on the flip but but on the flip side on the flip flop it on the flip flop on the on the la chakra if you, if, if <laughs> on the but but on the flip side like when people do open up and they're like yeah no i really struggle with this or like i really was having troubles doing this you know i really had self confidence issues doing this that and whatever it really does have much greater effects on people in a positive way than than not and, and I only brought that one up first because, well, one, I wrote it down first, but two, because of, of kind of your opener about your niece and whatnot. Yeah, okay. So kind of give me like a break because I, I heard everything you're saying, but I'm, I'm kind of confused at the point that you're – No, I am. It's just I'm trying to figure out like the point that you're trying to like – what what exactly is like the question that you're trying to ask? Like what do you think – because it's kind of a lot of information that you just fed me, and I, I'm struggling to figure out what you're trying to ask. His me brain can only like process one thing at a time, you know. So yeah, so yeah, okay. Be, because again, true. because a lot of it is a lot of what I said is just bouncing off of what you were saying with your your niece being entire like entirely insecure on certain fronts because of all this shit that she sees on yes. social media, which as a 13 year old she probably shouldn't be having. Um, I, I, I just think it's an interesting take because it's not always about what you're seeing at that moment. It's not always about like you, it, it isn't always about you comparing yourself to other people at the time of seeing something, but more so a lot of it comes down to you do something and you're afraid of what could happen as a result. And like, oh, okay. Like, like almost, almost which one. This is kind of a so question I just came up with. So which one would like, you say is more damaging, I suppose? Like, which one's a, a harder thing to overcome and deal with? To see things on social media and compare it to yourself or be afraid to do something because of how it could get out and be on social media and everybody knows, per se. Is that what you're trying to say here? Well, is it worse to, like, does it does it affect somebody negatively more to have the constant anxiety when posting something that of what could happen or maybe having the anxiety to like do the same thing or say the same thing in person i think there's more anxiety um to post it and see what happens than it is in person because in person it, it the thing is it's a lot easier. You don't have to worry about other people and this or that. But if you're doing something on social media, what? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> this is no good. He's been cut short. He's you've been cut off. Ty, you're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Um, got involuntarily canceled. Yeah, bro. <laughs> That's a wreck. That is really unfortunate. Yeah, I'm uh, honestly this this whole little bit. My, doesn't my dad fucking came in. You're good. Yeah, you're good. I thought a dog's hair just a moment. Oh shit. Well, we'll let you get your get to your point, and then we'll we'll move on. Yeah. Um. So pretty much, it's what I was trying to say is the issue is like when you do it in person, it's a completely different ballpark. You you have a lot more control over the situation per se. You're more in control versus social media posting something, saying something. It's out there. Everyone heard it. Everyone saw it. And to know that that anxiety could eat you up because somebody could know it, but what are they going to, you know, do? Like, if I saw somebody say something on social media, you know, okay, like, let's go with a controversial meme page or something, right? They post a controversial topic of something. And there's a lot of people that are saying in person and okay, well, maybe only five people heard, right? Okay. Not that bad, but, and that's okay. Like you're like, uh, how many people heard it in person, but the anxiety that you could hear with on social media, millions of people could hear it. It could be, there's proof. It could be screenshotted. It could be passed around everything. Social media, it's the anxiety that can be caused from just what you do. It's there. It's there forever. And it's, Proof, and it it could be held against you, and by people too, employers, fucking employers, family, friends, anybody. Because if if you say it in person, it could be your word against the random persons that they don't have a video recording. But when it's on social media, that you're gonna say somebody hacks my account and then not have like some kind of way to prove that that's a little harder to prove. Or are you gonna say? Or are you gonna do what we did when we were kids? Like, oh yeah, my little brother said that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> your little brother typed out a twelve-page paragraph of uh, a twelve-page yeah. essay on why the Holocaust yeah. was a justifiable. Like, no, you can't. Yeah, you're not getting right. away with that ever. <laughs> exactly. Like that, that's the thing. Like, you say something on social media, and even then, like that can be tracked to somebody smarter. They could, they can figure out. Like, you can. There's a uh, logs to tell you where your account's been accessed location wise so if somebody hacked your account the location wouldn't be marked so it's just there's no way to disprove that and once you've said it it's you're fucked if it's not something that you agree on and most times if it's not the opinion of the masses then it's not going to be agreed upon even if it makes sense so you have proof to back it up in our generation a lot of people some people really like the facts and some people just want to go off with you know, their favorite influencer said that didn't have the facts. And, you know, the influencer that didn't provide facts is the fact for them. And it, it's just a firing effect of anxiety that can put you into a pit of depression because you could say something and now you have to worry, okay, well, fuck, is my parents, are my parents going to find out? What about my job? Am I going to lose my job over this? Uh, it, it's yeah, everything. To put something, it, it's, I've been told if you put something out on social media, it's there forever. If it's on the internet, it will never go away. It is there forever. That is That's why it's, if you've got to do something, you have to. I, I prefer to do things on person, in person or on a call. A call is a little harder to, you know, most people don't know how to record phone calls easily, I guess, like the average person. And then, you know. What are you trying to hide, person. <laughs> the government knows what you've been saying over the phone. <laughs> Nothing, Dakota. It's tapping your phone, Ty. <laughs> no, but they already know. Uh, no, You're already that, on the list. 
<laughs> no, but that is actually like a legitimately good thing to point out, which is like the things you say and the things you do have such massive outreaches and can literally spread anywhere. And for the most part, I would say that that's like a good thing because it like increases exposure for people who want to, you know, let the world know what they've done. Oh yes, it, it's a double-edged sword. That's exactly. The thing, though. Everything is a double-edged sword because all swords have two edges. That's not true. Don't quote me on that. Or do I? Don't care. I'm not your manager. But <laughs> you know, you like, like, um, I, it, actually, it's they like do a, get, just get nunchucks and put blades on oh, both sides of them. Boom, now that now that sword. sounds like a new invention we need to make. That no. sounds dangerous as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I love it, dude. No, but like, like, a, like last, like last, last podcast episode. When Alec was talking about that dude who was built different and he was like clean as hell and he got like profiled for being short by women and I was like, bro, I'd fuck him. Like I'll go on oh. record saying that. I'll go on record saying that. And if that spread to the masses and everybody knows I would fuck this dude, I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> but imagine all the good things that can come out of this. I couldn't tell you because I, uh, we have like 15 people listening. We still love all of you for the record. But it's actually such a it's such an insane thing just like on the basis that like social media communication is so easy you post one thing one person sees it suddenly they tell it to their group of friends i could literally like it's like when i was talking about my my anti-vax cousin like i spread i, I told that to like eight people and all eight of you could have theoretically gone and told like eight people that you know and suddenly like wow like 65 70 people know about this and granted none of them care because none of them live where i live and none of them that that's not a problem and they only know like part of their first name but like like you just have to imagine like how big of an effect that could have and how wide of an audience that could reach it's kind of ridiculous to think about in the grand scheme of things and, and and i'm a person who's made videos on how ridiculous new technology is and that might be one of the most underlooked ones is just how how widespread things you do and things you post and things you say can actually go for better or for worse one picture and suddenly everyone knows I'm a fur. I mean, um, I post one uh, picture in a maid outfit and suddenly I'm called a femboy. Dude, me. I stand dude, by what I say. Yeah, it's like, I, it's like, I, it's I like, do it's have like, a picture uh, of me in a maid outfit. I yeah, do bro, not don't have we a all? Me in a you don't go we all? inside do? the gym with a do maid, I? with inside a maid. Squat, squat 275 in a maid's outfit. You go inside a gym once with a maid costume, and you get you get, you get labeled as a femboy. No, you get asked to join Buff Maid Cafe. Buff Maid Cafe, dude, that sounds lit. What? Never seen. I have so many TikToks for you. If you send them to me, I'm blocking you. <laughs> I, I promise agree. they're not weird. I, yeah, I that's agree. cap. That's cap. Every photo, every video you've ever sent me has been shirtless dudes. So I think you're gay. Is that a problem, Dylan? You got a problem with gay people? No, nope, just making it clear that you're gay. Sounds pretty hostile. I think you got a problem with queers. I'm hostile towards you because uh, I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> you know, For the record, funny? I'm not against gay your people. Mom. Not my mom. For no. the record, even if you're not against gay people, it's not mean you want to be sent gay things. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like. I, I don't do care if things. a gay guy hits on me, but stop, stops, stop sending me traps. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, but traps are traps are pretty. No, great no, no, we're not. We're not doing this. No, please. Traps? Can you really tell if they're traps? We're not having the tra we're not having the tra our traps gay conversation. That's next week. No, Is but anyway, really? no, no, it's no, no. No, I'm putting that on the list now. Ah, oh, dang it! Ah, oh, dang it! All right, well, I guess we got to do it now. Yep.
Okay. Well, if we move on to the next thing, uh, I was talking with Jaden about this a little bit because I was like, I was like, I want to read off all these, all these points that I found at work. And I don't even know if you're going to be here for this podcast. And I just need somewhere to like talk about all these things before I talk on the podcast. And he was saying how, like how he, I don't know exactly what his full stance on it is, but he was saying that like when he's been at his, at some of his lowest points, he would turn to social media and that actually did kind of help him recover to a degree. And I'm like, Oh man, that's wonderful. And then, and then as I said that I like was looking at one of the points that I brought up and they basically brought up like in the article, they brought up how there is a chance for teenagers to use their technology to find forums and groups and answers to questions pertaining to suicide. And they may end up finding a lot of results. And I told that to Jaden and he was like, you're telling me nobody knew about the news before 2005. But anyways, <laughs> so we brought I mean, that up. I think a lot of people knew about it considering um, all you know, of the terrible things throughout history. All of the French. Uh, <laughs> all of the French. <laughs> but no, but like the, the thing, like I, I'm like, I'm like, you can like granted, like social media is trying to crack down on people who are just like condoning and providing information on how to do that. And like, if you try to Google, how do I kill myself? It'll like pull up the, the suicide hotline. You should go try it and go Google. How do I kill myself? Don't do it on Bing though, because they might actually give you. Bing doesn't play around. <laughs> yeah, Bing does not play around. I'll tell you the best way. No questions asked. Yeah, no care. Yeah, you want least pain, most pain. Least. <laughs> got you. But no, I, I, I thought that was like a singular interesting thing to bring up, and that's like something you can't like factually deny. That's just a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, so I, I just thought I'd bring it up because that is one point against the whole thing where it's like, yeah, the, the sheer act of having all this knowledge at your disposal kind of does enable people to just do that sometimes and find the information they're looking for. Unfortunately, I shouldn't be laughing because that's not funny. That's unfortunate, but we're, 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 we're working to fix it. Not us four specifically, but you know, the, the, the Googles. Um, but, and then the last point that is for this argument is basically or no, this wasn't even this wasn't even a point brought up in the article. This is a point that I brought up, which is that like, you know, everybody who's about like thirty and and younger has some degree of ADHD, diagnosed or not. That's okay. That's not factually provable. Like that's not true. But for the sake of this exercise, we can say that the majority of people, about thirty or so and under, do have some kind of ADHD, and a lot of that does come from social media and how it functions because it's an algorithmic thing that is trying to feed you information that you'd be interested in it means that sometimes your brain does have some kind of addiction to what you're looking at and it does make it like actually kind of hard to get off the page and and like yeah and you know i just labeled it as constant content some of it's not even good content, but you're you're just constantly flooded in with information and you have multiple outlets you can do to just keep looking at things. People will endlessly scroll through their social media because there's like 50 that you can browse through that pertain to all different sorts of things. But even like the, the main ones that people use just give you unlimited amounts of things to look at. And, and you know, sometimes it causes people distress when they kind of don't know what to do. Like, as a person who has, like, literally an unlimited amount of things at my disposal to keep myself occupied, sometimes I just don't feel like doing any of those things, and then I'm sort of sitting there, like, literally sitting there just wondering what to do, 
and there's like a thousand creative projects I can follow up on, but I just don't know what to do. And that's, that's a surprisingly like, that's like a mood killer, you know, like, like if I do all these things and then suddenly I don't have anything to do, I'm like, damn, my whole day's ruined. <laughs> like what the fuck? I think because of how easy technology has made it to be entertained, uh, most of us nowadays don't really know how to deal with boredom. Are you not entertained? That is actually the perfect way for you to phrase that. Um, my English teacher had a like a thing on her wall that basically was that exact same thing where it's like one of the most powerful things you can do for yourself, for your creativity, for anything is just like getting bored sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that that's like, I'm glad that you said that. I love you. I love you too. See, when it comes to me, I, I've had like undiagnosed ADHD for a long time. Well, it's like, I've never gotten like a prescription for it, but my my therapist and I discussed it and we both came to the conclusion that it is extremely, extremely likely. So it's not technically diagnosed because at that time he was acting as a therapist, not as a psychologist, even though he is technically a diag- you know, technically a um technically uh, a uh, a clinical psychologist. Yeah. He has his doctorate or his PhD or whatever. Yeah, he, he does. He, he does have a he does have a doctorate. My man. Uh so he, he does technically, but because of his role, he did not. But anyway, my point being, like, when it comes to that process, I feel that all the time. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of gamers especially, like, I think everyone at one point is, has opened up Steam or turned on their Xbox or their PlayStation or their Switch or their phone and scrolled through all of the games and media and videos and, you know, movies, whatever. I think everyone's had that point where they scroll through so much stuff and they're just like, huh, I don't want to do any of this. I think that that's like really indicative of just the amount of disposable entertainment. I mean, if you brought any of that back, you know, 100 years, 200 years, 300 years, people would be astounded. They wouldn't know what to do with as much as we have to do. But because we have all that to do, I think I think it comes from like a human strive to want more we, we just want more to do. We want to do more. We want to have more. And that, that sort of mindset just makes us, no matter what era we're from, bored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I read this thing that's like ADHD was, in today's society, isn't as useful. But ADHD as a survival tool is extremely useful because you're able to split your detention up. Not only are you able to split your attention, but you're able to go from one thing to another very quickly. So you could be focusing on, say, gathering your berries, but if you hear a sound that you don't know, that could be something that's trying to hunt you. And because of that, ADHD would, you know, has the potential to be really, really useful. I mean, even I've noticed it sometimes when I'm able to be doing one thing and then have my boss say oh can you do this for me real quick and then have someone else be like oh can you do this to me and for some people that might be stressful or like they might you know feel overwhelmed by it for me that's just my normal thought process that's like a that's why that's why like people in our age range are also like incredibly good at doing certain types of work because like reliable multitasking like humans aren't technically supposed to be good at multitasking because you're going to end up doing the the multiple tasks to a lesser degree than if you focused on one at a time 
But like, yeah, depending on the position you're in, like the job that I work, I'm a customer service representative and a front desk support. And I also have to open up jobs for having things ship out. And then sometimes I have to go and like grab things and bring things to people. I have to fill out sheets for like filling out, you know, office supplies orders every, uh, every month. And, um, you know, going and making sure the bathrooms have their commodities taken care of, which like we don't have a janitor apparently. So like, that's my job. But thank God the ADHD is in the brain going full, full throttle every, all the fucking time. Cause I could just do all of it. Boom. I'm like their most reliable front deskman they've ever seen because I have ADHD brain mm -hmm. all the time. <laughs> Alec, see, what's your I, ADHD I brain? Um, if I see something, I will talk about it. That's not where I thought you were oh, yeah. going with that, but thank you. Also, I can't remember anything. <laughs> if I see you call me, I won't answer it. Yeah, like he 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 uh like I called him earlier and he didn't answer. I'm pretty sure he let his phone ring. And then about yeah, an hour later, his he, calls. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. I do no, that like all I, the time. Alec is the type of person who will watch your call ring and then go to like oh go away. And then four <laughs> days later, he'll be like, Oh yeah, sorry, no, I was doing something, that's why I couldn't answer your phone. Like that's just that's what Alec does. And or I I'll be it. like, Yeah, you needed something. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. Literally, I'm pretty sure I have moments where I've texted him about something and he actually hasn't said anything for probably a week straight and then he'll just respond I, I i definitely agree with you dylan i mean i played phil while i was working and phil basically meant that i cleaned i worked phil? the front desk i baked i you know i put away inventory i kept track of inventory i would for i even took a, like a custodial role where i was the one who was killing bugs or dumping out water and like all this other stuff that you know reasonably i think most people might get overwhelmed when they're told they have all this to do because you know busboy front desk baker all that all that stuff being thrown at you at the same time i think would overwhelm a lot of people but for me once again that's how my mind works not only is it how my mind worked i preferred working that way because i never felt bored i always felt like exactly you know i was doing something new i was doing something different it wasn't just tedious same old same old every single day and then the day goes was, by quicker yeah and you know, some people like that tedious stuff, but me, I, I love the change, the variety. To me, that that's appealing, and that's just because you know. Otherwise, I get bored, lose focus, get distracted. I had a, I had a thing where I would set up automations so that every day at around twelve in the afternoon, it would text Alec telling him to not forget his daily fact. And there was one day where like they just stopped coming through. I think the last time that it came through consistently was july 13th or sorry july 3rd and then and then literally two weeks later he just said shut up and then uh and then i said something else and then he called me the n-word nice yeah so that's just that's just alec and and i respect that did you feel accomplished did it make uh, you no because he, he does he does it to me on a weekly basis I don't know if you've ever been to a Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Has anybody here been to a Hobby Lobby? I've been to a Hobby Lobby many a times. Many okay, a time. You can imagine that working there, you got to unpack a lot of stuff and put it out quite frequently. The, the, the store has a bunch of stuff. My job was a stockman. I sat was, well, actually, I don't know what I was. You told us you sat in the back of, of the building for about nine hours, unpacking things from boxes, 
and then putting them into other boxes. Exactly. It was like it was like always like consistently ninety degrees every like Thursday and Saturday. A huge truck came and we had to unpack that. And I was even hotter. We had one fan and just I mean the warehouse. It was like a warehouse filled with boxes, and we had like a few days to completely empty it for the next truck. And as you can imagine, now that that's wouldn't happen especially since they're understaffed but it was it was i hated that job i if i didn't make so much money i would have killed myself i would have quit it earlier oh that that (laughs) took a turn um (laughs) again it was just nine hours of just opening boxes they gave me a cool box cutter i lost it no yeah maybe that's why they fired you because you lost the the sick-ass box cutter Box cutters are great. Everyone should have a box cutter. Honest to God. Maybe not. No, everyone deserves a. uh, Yeah, maybe not everybody. I'm going to run for campaign manager. I'm going to be be like, give everyone a box cutter. I'm going to get a box cutter and I'm going to use it on Alec. Yeah, okay, never mind. Uh, uh, Give give a box cutter to everybody but Ty. I agree. So, should Ted Bundy have a box cutter? Yes, I'd prefer him having a box cutter than you. Well, and, and if somebody wants a box cutter, they can get a box cutter. So Ted, Bu- Ted Bundy had much more than a box cutter. So if we arm all of our citizens with box cutters, it'll level the playing field. Yeah, dude. He can't possibly take on all of us. Exactly. Well, he's dead. Well, yeah, because he couldn't take on all of us. That is why he is dead. Exactly, yeah, bro. No. So let's let, let's let's get back from our off-topic. We were talking about ADHD brain. Because we all have ADHD brains, so Alex started talking about Hobby Lobby. I don't know why he was. That's not the point. So, now we're going to move on to the... Uh, how many arguments is one? Two, well, somebody three, was four, talking five, about... Six, seven. We have five. we have like seven arguments that need... Or like seven... I, I found seven arguments, basically, um, for the against side. And I know I promise you I'm not biased. This is just referring to technology as a whole rather than focusing in on social media. So, um, I mean, this one just kind of has like... Uh, and the funny thing is like a lot of these on their own kind of can debunk the whole theory at least a little bit um the first one basically is that historically speaking like people of our age and younger kind of always get addicted to some kind of new media so in like the 40s and the 50s when the radio was becoming like widely available for for you know homes a lot of kids would like become so addicted to it on the same level as like an alcoholic would to their alcohol so, like, it isn't always necessarily just about the technology we have right now being so content-heavy and kind of addicting as it is, but it's also just that, like, new media is addicting for the generation that gets to first utilize it. Interesting. I, uh, I agree. Now, they didn't give any other historical examples, mainly because they were using that one as, a, as, like, a generality, just, like, to just prove that that kind of happens throughout time. I it's really- kind of... Uh, it's kind of like how um, it's kind of like how how um, whenever new technology comes out in the context of a classroom, the generation before it's always gonna have shit to say about it. It's like the slate board people when paper became widely available for school use, and they're like they don't even know how to like clean off their chalkboard without getting chalk on. It's like shut the fuck up, and that same kind of thing just carries through, and it sort of applies in the same general sense as this. The uh, I wrote. Not exactly on, like, uh, mental health or anything like that, but, like, 
for me, I had I, for college, I wrote a paper about uh, video games and mental health, specifically like acts of aggression. Oh yeah, dude, we'll get to that next week and, as well. Like actually, well, I just kind of want to bring it up is that like on the same topic as whatever generation gets it when movies came out and television came out people said the same thing people said that the movies were making kids violence and they were when they otherwise weren't and that something needed to be done and that the children shouldn't be able to see all these terrible movies and i think that that same thing kind of applies here where like each each generation has its own thing that kind of causes them to uh, get addicted to it and be seen as a problem by the older generation who didn't have that same that that same thing in their life. Yeah, I read a little bit about that. Just just to keep this quick and short, because we'll probably talk about this more next time. Um, the studies have proven that it, it it increases aggression, but not violence per se. They they did a whole bunch of tests where they like they would have kids play like certain types of games and. Where, where certain types of violence were kind of shown, but not violence that would be normally shown in the real in real life for, like, kids. So, like, they, they wouldn't just, like, have a kid play a game where they're, like, punching people because what if their parents punch each other? Then they're going to... Who knows if they're punching each other because of their parents or because of the game? So they did kind of stuff like that, and they did prove that to a degree, especially in males, it does increase their level of aggression, but they said that, like, longitudinally... It doesn't make that big of a difference, and it's usually like short-term exposure, short-term effects kind of thing. So like smashing a keyboard or throwing a controller at a wall. That's, yeah. That's kind of what I read as well. Th- that's I assume that's kind of what they're generalizing as. And I mean, that, that whole thing comes down to the aggression levels of the person and even like the genre of the game, not even necessarily if it's violent or not, just like the context behind the whole thing, but that's not, that's not what we're here to talk about. But if you liked how that sounded, uh, we'll talk about it more next time. Ty, what do you think about new older generations shitting on new generations? Alright, he's not here. Oh, you're here. Okay. I said, what do you think about older generations shitting on the technology of the new generations? Did you did you hear the whole thing that I was getting at? Um, kinda here and there. I was like I said, my parents been coming in and out of my room, so I've been it's kind of I've been split focusing so give me just like a general like just like just a really like general rundown of it real quick and I should should look everything in yeah basically they've kind of to a certain degree they have partially disproven that this technology specifically is increasing depression in teens well not increasing it but like it's not the driving force because tech you know generations of you know people our age will become addicted to whatever new media is that comes out historically that's been what's happened um yeah so that that's that's uh that's kind of it i mean what do you think oh are you just kind of talking about like how parents make it's because you're on that phone or something like that well, those no, no, kinds no, no. Of like things? like um like oh, the, okay. the, the example that i used was that in the 40s and the 50s when the radio was becoming widely available for american households a lot of kids and like young teenagers would get addicted to those you know the radio stations and whatever radio broadcasts uh, okay. similarly to alcoholics addiction to their to their yeah, okay well you talked about like older you said older generations shitting on younger generations like technology yeah so yeah because yeah, maybe... like that I, I that's fair i guess that that does kind of that is sort of a part of that where it's like the 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 newer generations of of parents and whatnot or parents who don't quite understand what's happening they the, would do my, that. my mom does that all the time to me like 
you just want to get back to the Xbox, and I'm like, dude, I'm I'm literally fucking watching TV. Like I'm just chilling, homie. But you know, we we there, there's actually a whole point about this that I have later down the line. So that's yeah. kind of a generality, but you can expand more on that specific piece of it when we get to that. So point. yeah, my my whole entire thing is yeah, I I think the reason that happens is hold on, my my brain's fucking. I, I am really tired for some reason. Like, really I'm having struggling. trouble. Yes, I'm so tired as like I got hit with a wave of tired, so like my brain is not processing. You got hit with things. the sleepy. Yes, and it's <laughs> annoying the shit out of me. I mean, I, I usually I'm a lot more alert and focused, so like I can understand what's being. Yeah, said normally he has the ADHD it. brain on lock. Now he only has the ADD brain. <laughs> but like today, I just I I'm, my attention split, and so I'm having on that trouble. Damn phone. I I will it's throw it. No, you won't. You. Cap. Always on that damn phone. Always on that damn phone. No, but like I, I, I read this and I thought about it and I was like, yeah, a lot of it just comes down to the fact that it's like an excess of use. And I think I might have accidentally just answered the whole question. The whole point of why we're talking about this is just like people not knowing when to control themselves and not knowing when to stop. But I specifically only came to that conclusion when it came down to like teenagers and like little young kids getting addicted to the radio broadcasts is that they just didn't know how to balance it with their regular lives but i accidentally ended up solving the mystery to the problem so um we're we're gonna pretend that didn't happen i think just particularly for this one just i don't really have anything even with like trying to figure out something i just don't have a i don't really have an answer he's he is using all of his brain power to try and come up with something and and, and it's not I, I just can't i don't know why but i just excessively tired all of a sudden and it's it's pissing me off yeah is the smoothest there is actually all the so. words bounce right off of it <laughs> yes it bounced yeah so i guess we'll we'll just go to the other thing so the the guy who was giving all of the points against technology causing these kinds of effects is uh, one of the things that he said is like you know the level of technology use amongst age groups and different age groups of kids and whatever is never going to be able to adequately predict how likely they are to become depressed as they grow older or how likely they are to have some form of depression in them because a lot of it doesn't take into account their living situation, their socioeconomic status, where they currently live both in like neighborhoods, cities, and their legitimate households, any childhood traumas they might have, any unresolved traumas they might have, any of this other stuff, which again is another point to it where it's like a lot of this isn't about the social media use or the technology use, it's about the lack of awareness and the lack of dealing with some kind of mental health problems. But I imagine a part of it actually can intertwine with the use of technology and social media. So I'm just curious, like where, where, where uh, social media, I guess we'll, we'll say social media for the evening, the playing field, like where, where does that become an issue in accentuating those problems? I think it's just Stop. comparison mechanics at all. Og. Say dog. No, you said og, and I had. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm doing a dangerous, and I'm playing with scissors right now. Oh, and I, I see. And I, and I dropped them. <laughs> I was very confused. I was like, oh, I was like, I was like we're not done yet. Yeah, no, sorry. I'm running I just, with scissors. I, I yeah, think I, I just the comparison mechanic in general. Like the fact that you can compare yourself to other people and that people are, some people are even just put in the limelight as, you know, the best or the greatest, whether it be YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, or even on the news, 
the fact that you have that ability to compare yourself to others and the fact that it literally gives you a means to do it with like like count and follower count and fucking like getting put on the recommended page getting put on the you know top trending page all that stuff immediately makes it a competition instead of something you know that's just for maybe maybe fun or just just so you can post a cute picture of yourself and I think that right there is where suddenly you start seeing issues. I don't think it's necessarily all a bad thing, but I do think that is where the problem starts. I think that's where you start having that that sense of, oh, I'm not enough. Oh, I'm not doing good enough. Oh, the anxiety. Will I get enough? Will I? Will enough people like it? Will I? Will they respond positively to it? You, that that right there alone starts the snowball effect into basing your entire worth on social media or the internet or technology yeah that actually th that raises a question that i didn't even have prepared but i just thought about uh a lot of people were always like we don't want to add a dislike button to social media sites because that just furthers that problem i don't particularly know if that would be true uh because although i look at a lot of social media i don't participate in it nearly as much and i don't like often see media from my friends very frequently but i'm i'm almost wondering like what what do you guys think would happen if dislike buttons were added to places like facebook and instagram like would that make any substantial of a difference would that be adding I, to the problem in the conversation we're talking about you know what i think what that would be think? bad i think that adding dislike buttons to social media sites blurs the line between a way to keep in touch with your friends and a means of entertainment like on YouTube, you want to be able to communicate with the creator what you think is good or bad because it is their job to create content. It's not your friend's job to create content. They're posting a selfie because they thought they looked cute. And when you're like, no, that doesn't really do anything to help them. It yeah, just hurts self-esteem. Also opens opinion. up. It's literally just a bully button. Like in the yeah. right hands, it's literally just... The fastest bully button ever. You don't even have to write the a nasty comment. You can just dislike West. it. Like it makes bullying even easier because you can literally just say, "Oh, just go dislike this post real quick." It'll only take half a second. I mean, I've had people do the same thing for, "Oh, go like my post." It'll only take a second. Same thing. Go dislike this person's post. I don't like them. It'll take half a second. Like you make it so much easier to fuck with people. Yeah. And even in our friend group, even if we don't like directly bully, like I know that I'm the kind of person who would probably use it as a meme just to make fun of it in a way. But, mm -hmm. you know, to people who don't know me very well, that 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 could come off as bullying right off the bat. Right. Yeah. I had a I had an ex who I, I dated when I when I had like what I was only friends with Ty for like a year. And a lot of our thing was just like kind of bullying each other for fun. And she didn't know that. And so, like, I posted something. And I was probably, let me think, because this was in the year before I went into junior, or this is the year before I started high school. So this was summer of 2014. I was like, uh, why am I not remembering math? I was like 13 at this time. And and I posted something, and, and me and Ty were just kind of bantering back and forth with each other, and then she was absolutely not having it. She was so, so, like, she thought that Ty was, like, the biggest dickhead in the world, and, like, she, he was just harassing me left and right, and me and her had to both kind of try to explain to her that, like, it was all a joke, and now what that's led to is, is from this point on, whenever, like, Ty thinks about this person, 
he's always like, yeah, she was kind of a bitch. And I'm like, no, she just wasn't under the wrong impression of what was happening. And I understand how that could be a much greater problem if it's on like a wider scale. Mm -hmm. And granted, the dislike would probably have a lesser effect than if you're like shit talking with somebody in the comments Mm -hmm. because that's a little bit more personable. Personal. But... It makes it easier to spam. That too, yeah. I mean... I guess like places like Facebook, they sort of have a a similar thing. It's not really a dislike button. It's like the angry react, which usually you'll only see if something upsets somebody that they see if it's like a political statement or if it's, um, I don't know, just something that's like not okay that makes you upset. And like it doesn't exactly serve the same function. Plus angry react looks really funny. So people are just going <laughs> to keep it that like like that. But yeah, that, that, that kind of makes sense. And then that kind of gets into the whole, like, is this generation too sensitive where they wouldn't be able to accept getting a dislike on their photo and whatever? And it's like, eh, it's not that serious. But neither mm-hmm. is the dislike button. Because I've been an arbiter of, like, if you dislike something, just kind of leave it alone. Unless it's hurting mm-hmm. somebody. I've made two videos about that. And by videos, I mean Facebook videos where I just uh, talked into my camera for, like, nine minutes. That was my whole sentiment. I was like, if you don't like something, just move on with your day. Because evidently, like, you're not part of the target audience who's meant to see it. Like mm-hmm. if you dislike something, but you are the target audience, you might you you can leave constru- constructive constructive see, criticism about something, but more often than not, see, just fuck Dylan, off. I, I I see that point, but when you and you know when you and Ty were having those fake arguments in other people's minds, such as your ex girlfriend, um, that is hurting someone. Exactly. You, you yeah. feel so, but in that situation, it still was, I guess okay for that to be happening because both you and ty were a part of the joke and a part of the you know to to you guys it was like funny normal just banter but to outside people that looks like it could be hurtful so it's like what what line at what point should you interject at one point do you know whether or not it's like um at, at what point do you know whether or not it's just a friendly banter or a genuine hurtful comment. Right, yeah. I mean, that 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 whole thing that I just said, I, that wasn't even referring to, like, the comments thing. That's just referring to, like, a post as, as a whole. Like, a piece of media you consume. You know, a, a singular Instagram post, a Facebook post, a YouTube video. If you dislike that thing and it's not harming anybody, then you kind of just don't need to make it a problem. But if you go into the comments and somebody's stirring up shit, or at least to your mind they're stirring up shit, then, like, you ha- you you can be involved because you're under the reasonable assumption that something's happening. Just understand that if they're just bantering with each other, you might look a little bit goofy. If and hopefully they'll explain it to you. But if we're just talking about like posts in general, like if you dislike something that's not harming somebody, you just go on with your day. It's really not affecting you as much as you might like to think it is. But I see what you're getting at. It's all it's all making sense in my brain. I think we might have been on. Uh, we might have been thinking about two different things. That's fine. Well, I mean, I've I've post- posted stuff to poke fun at like my parents before. I've posted something with the pure intent of fucking with them, and you my know, favorite. in some people's minds, that 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 could be considered hurtful. So, like, even if I feel like there's sometimes where even if a post is like hurtful, if you're not part of the target audience, I still don't think you really have a right to interject. If you are part of that audience and you are offended, then I think absolutely you should voice your dislike or whatever. But you have these 
white knights, these, you know, these trying noble to take warriors. For other people. <laughs> yeah, trying to take offense for other people. And that, that pisses me off when I make a joke towards, like, I don't If I were to make a joke towards Alec, who's, like, really chill, and obviously we, we all poke fun on him a little bit, and someone else came out of the blue and was like, actually, you can't say that. That's offensive. But Alec's sitting there laughing his ass off. Like, go fuck yourself. Not, not, yeah. your, not your battle, not your fight. Yeah, and that's even a whole thing that we did talk, we did touch on a lot last time, which is like the whole idea of if you're offended by something, you're kind of part of the target audience or you're the problem. And we're kind of sort of accidentally contradicting ourselves here. But I mean, if if you find something personally offensive, even if it wasn't targeted at you, you definitely do. I mean, yeah, you you can say something about it. And obviously the people who, the person making the post should at least be cool enough to explain it like hey this wasn't targets like specifically targeted to be attacking you um and then kind of explain that with them but yeah people who take offense on behalf of another person not even like taking offense because they're legitimately offended by something because it hurts them if you're taking offense on behalf of somebody else you're a you're a you're a coward or hold on wait a minute i might have just blanketed myself not necessarily if you're taking offense on behalf of somebody because sometimes people have a reason for you to defend them you know what we're not going to get into this right now go go watch last week's episode if you're to get a better understanding of what we're trying to get at it's called ladash or spelled l-a-a uh, l-a hyphen a i should call it point is no no it, it's too complicated for me to try to explain it here when i already explained it last week for uh, i don't know like an hour <clears throat> Oh, my voice is killing me now. No, it's like I'm good. Um, it's just you and me now. Just saying you're well. Oh, 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 oh well, wait, wait. I, I, I like, uh, Alex Alex just unmuted himself. himself. Are you back, Alec? Hmm? Um, then there's just the three of us now. Because right. uh, Evan has vanished. That's understandable. And Alec might vanish partway through this too because, you know, he has to keep going and, and not going. It'll be um, me and you then. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be fine. Um... But this is something, this is this is kind of the next topic. Uh, when I brought this up with Jaden, or when I was bringing up this general topic with Jaden, he did bring up a point that is another thing that I had written down, which is the fact that obviously you're going to see a rise in, in, in teenagers and young adults saying they have depression nowadays, especially when we're in an age of, of slightly more mental health openness. And like people are more comfortable with saying, I'm not in a good headspace. Because you have to think of how many people back in the day might have not admitted that they're not in a good place, that they're they are having a depressive episode or whatever for fear of what could happen as a result of them saying that. You know, if you're a male back in the day trying to say that, you are going to face much backlash from at least your dad, probably, and even your male friends, because that's just how it was back in the day. And I and I almost wonder how much of an increase in this statistic we're seeing as a result of people just being more open with saying that they're not doing well. I'm, I'm sorry. I kind of just spaced everything that just happened. <clears throat> Goodness. Oh God. Just the shortest uh, up to date. Basically my, 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 I, I'm wondering in my own head, how much uh, of, of a difference does it make? Or like, um, how much correlation is there between, the increase in people who have expressed some kind of depression within their lives, how much does that correlate with 
the the fact that a lot more people are being open with the mental illnesses they have now and with the mental depression episodes they they go through like is it significant like i feel like it's definitely definitely significant because like i mean I, i grew up in kind of two families and i had one family member who definitely was more one side of that family was definitely had a father figure who was much more suck it up don't you know like deal with it type person right be a man and the other side kind of had a very much more oh i mean you have a right to feel that way you know try your best do your you know try try to do the best that you can and so i think i think that definitely nowadays people are more likely to um be comfortable with that because of the just the more open, open way that most people are and some people still have that other mentality i mean i personally disagree with it but because it's a, it's a fundamentally end, flawed argument <laughs> let's just be honest mm-hmm. and so i i it's definitely a fundamentally flawed argument so in my mind it's like in, in in my mind i think that people are more comfortable because if someone isn't accepting of your feelings or your emotions or whatever you're going through then you don't need them you shouldn't have them in your life if they're not going to accept you for who you are and accept you as a feeling human being which is just you know hey say it but how humans are then there's there's no there's no point in having them in your life in the first place and that's like a toxic person you did I love how uh, I love how today as a society we're becoming more intolerant of intolerant people. It's like it's meta and it's wonderful. <clears throat> I agree. I mean, everyone's had a hard day or a rough time with something, and to expect everyone to just have to suck it up and deal with it alone, like, I mean, that has to be stressful. Everyone needs help at some point, whether it be you need help in fucking school or you need help getting through something you need help with an injury to your body sometimes you need help with a mind owie exactly bro yeah that that's like the that's the biggest argument people are making they're 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 like um they're like you wouldn't tell somebody with a broken leg to just walk and get over it so why are you telling Mm -hmm. people who have some degree of mental illness to why are you telling them to get over it Mm -hmm. and what do you gain from that also i I like this i like the the, i like the phrase mind owie we're gonna put that in the legendary gamer moments mind owie speaking of legendary sometimes gamer moments have, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's literally sometimes your brain literally is not working properly or your brain is doing stuff to itself that it shouldn't just like a muscle cramp or a broken arm or getting a virus you can't deal with that stuff by yourself most of the time i mean are there some things that you can deal with on your own absolutely you can deal with colds you can deal with most stomach bugs on your own you don't need help you don't need a doctor you don't need medicine you know, you get a cut. You don't always need stitches. You break your leg. You're gonna need help. If you get a minor little scrape on your arm, you probably don't need any help. Same thing with your mind. There are some times where you're having a bad day and you can get through it on your own. But there yeah, are what's other the point bad of having all of your friends where you can't. Yeah, and like, what's the point of having all of your friends if they're not like? As a person who takes this out of context, it, it, it it's gonna sound bad, but it's like, what's the point of having your friends if they're not there when you need them? And I'm not just talking about like, you know, I need 20 bucks for gas or whatever. She's like, I'm going through a hard time and I just need somebody to like, listen to what I have to say. It's somebody like to reassure me that like, 
I'm doing what mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be doing. Have somebody tell me what I can do to fix it. Like, why, why have all these people if you don't, if society tells you you can't go to them if you need them? Because it's a toxic mentality. Yeah. But, so I did just put the mind alley in the legendary gamer moments. And I think for a moment, just to decompress from everything, we're gonna we're not gonna do the Florida Man mid roll, even though I have a Florida Man story on my thing. I'm just gonna go through the legendary gamer moments, and just give some context behind what was said because a lot of these are just kind of strange. So if we go back to the top, all the way back, January eighth of 2021, our friend Variant was ranting about bread bowls as a means of a, what was it, a poor man's plate, and how when you finished your food, you wouldn't eat the plate because your plate was made out of bread but you're poor or so you would like the rich people wouldn't eat the, the bread plate because you know they're rich right yeah and so we were we were talking he was talking about that and then he basically started saying all that when we were talking about something else as well so when we finally got back on topic he said what was i ranting all about again ah yes bread bread <laughs> and then only four days later we get to a submission from our good friend peter and and he, he sends a photo and he captions it monkey. And it's a screenshot of Ty putting something in our chat. And he says, guys, we got to kill Peter. I called him and he answered. And then he just said, he, he, he monkey and left. And, <laughs> and, and then every single one of us just like typed monkey. So, so he said monkey. And then uh, Dakota's brother said monkey. And then Alex said monkey. And then I said monkey. And then, he, and then Dakota's brother said monkey again. And then January 18th, we have another submission from Peter. It's a screenshot of him texting some girl. I don't even know. This is on Instagram, I think. I can't tell. It was on Instagram, yeah. And he said, hey, girl, did you fall from heaven? Because I'm allergic to feathers. And then he put the throwing up emoji. And she replied, and she she replied with the otter emoji and said, pardon? And then he, he said, surprised that you even responded. And all she had to say was, you're pretty. Which is a person who's seen Peter before. I would agree he's pretty. We all agree Peter's pretty. <laughs> Pretty ugly. Yes, but I still think funny. Ali just called him ugly. I'm gonna kill you. Wow. What 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 kind of monster are you, Alec? <laughs> A cute monster. <laughs> I found that one a little hard to believe, Chief. And what is this? And then um, this is when this is when we had all we were all named after a different bread. What we were? Yeah. We were. Oh yeah, dude, this really long text that you're looking at. Yeah, it's this like was a nightmare. Daddy. Sourdough. Who's sourdough? Is that sourdough was variant? That I think that was variant because this looks like some variant would say. It was variant and and yeah, it was variant and and it was uh, Jaden who were who were talking back and forth. And then it was chronicled by uh, by Bread Table, aka Peter. What the hell were they? What are they even talking? They're like they're Cum Brigade. All right, I don't want to read the rest of this. Nope. No. So if we skip all the way to if we skip all the way to no 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 if we if we skip all the way to March second of twenty twenty one, it's a screen cap of all of us watching Alec play Honey Pop two. Oh God. And and. And basically in that game, it kind of functions like a, like a bejeweled type game where you'd, you'd move symbols around and you'd get points for doing them. But the catch here is that My every single girl ones. you would talk to 
would have di- a different like kind of color and symbol that they would want to make them happy and one that they dislike and if you did that it, it wouldn't be great for your points and you have a certain number of moves to get them to get a certain number of points to to win to win the date and and there's these things that are like they're shaped like bells and basically when you when you do a when you do a stack of bells when you get a three stack of bells you get an extra move and if you get a four stack of bells what do you get two two turns yeah two you get two 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 moves yeah you get two <clears throat> moves and so we're all watching Alec play this game and then apparently something happened where Jaden kept telling Alec to do so, the four stack bells to to win the game to and be I think it needs to be put into a context bells. of Alec yeah. was asking Jaden and I to help him because he did not know how to level up his points so that each orb gave more points he didn't know how to do that so each level was getting like ridiculously hard and we had been doing this level for like an hour and some change like we had been going hard and this is a puzzle game these puzzles should take like five to ten minutes we had been going at this for an hour and we were gonna win in one move no matter what but Jaden was so 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 set on getting this four stack of bells to get two extra turns that we did not need. We did not need the extra turns, and it was so late, and I had class the next day, because I had class at this point. I had class the next day, and I was so mad, and I was just telling Alex, just do it, just end it, there's no point, just stop. And Jaden was arguing with me, and hence the line, I swear to fucking God, I'm not gonna do your stupid ass four stack bells. I wanna go to sleep, and we went off of this easily. And then all he had to say the uh, in the same day actually was I would have gotten it and it would have been fucking glorious. Which like if I look at the screenshot, how many turns did you guys have left? Three? We no. had so yeah, three. Yeah. Yeah, we had three turns and we only needed like 90 more points. But at that point, because of how high the passion was, we were getting like those points were being multiplied by I think it was a modifier of like five or six. And there was a bunch of like four stacks other than the bells that we could have gotten and so i we i knew we won off of it i knew we won without getting those extra turns and Jaden just had to be difficult he had to be fucking difficult yeah and then uh, unfortunately we had a three-month hiatus we're not in there one funny quote was put in the quotes channel until june 9th of 2021 me and and my my dad not my actual dad my internet dad we're playing smite Smite is a game about gods, and there's a bunch of things. There's a bunch of things that happen. So there's this god. Her name is Terra, and basically her her super special ability is she puts out this big ass circle, and any enemies caught within the circle are kind of like marked, and if they take four instances of damage, they'll take a big burst of like five to eight hundred damage. Which in that game, at the at the when you're at the highest level in the game, most characters have between two thousand and 3,000 health. But when you consider the ticks of damage they take also being between 100 and like 500, on top of the extra damage he was going to get. And it can proc more than once. And yeah, and it can affect people more than once and they'll take a lot of damage. You can see how it's kind of deadly. So me and my dad, not my actual dad, my internet dad, we're playing a game, he's playing Terra. And he ults into like four of the enemy gamers. And we're playing a team with a lot of uh, with a lot of damage and a lot of tick damage. And there was this one god, I don't even remember who it was, but she was trying to run away. And unfortunately, you know, he didn't get he didn't catch her. Uh, and I died and he didn't and then he gets out of the fight. 
And then he just kind of looks at me from the other side of the of the map. And he's like, I promise you if I hit her, she would have fucking exploded. And frankly, you know, I think that's just true. Because all he had to do was hit her once and she would have taken like, I don't know, 700 damage. Nowadays, it's so funny. We tend to say, I promise you if I hit her, she would have fucking exploded. I say it all the time. Quite a now. lot, quite a lot, yeah. We, we use it a lot when we're talking about anything. <laughs> if I had hit that ability, she would have fucking exploded. Yeah, that, yeah, that one comes out of our mouths and often. Now, and now because of, uh, of that sentence, whenever I describe somebody getting uh, uh, killed real fast, I describe them as exploding. And it's funny. And then, this was... Um, this was a conversation we had about a, uh, not even a week, half a week. Hmm? Oh, my dog was scratching at my door. That's no good. Um, so, <laughs> so June, June 14th, this is about two and a half weeks prior to the trip that we, we took over to see, to see, uh, Dakota here and, and a couple of our other friends. And they're talking about this party that they're going to hold. And they're like, man, this is going to be so fun. And we've talked about it a little bit, <clears throat> and 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 we're kind of like telling stories about like pr- uh, prior experiences um, and all this other stuff, and and somehow we were talking about like who we think each other would be like if we were like under the influence, and we came to a couple of conclusions that I don't remember. Um, general vibes pretty good, but then we got onto like uh, like what people would be like if they were high. And I kind of looked at Alec and I was, I was like, I was like, Alec, what do you, what do you think you'd be like if you were drunk? And he's like, I, I don't know. I've only ever been high. And I said, oh yeah, what were you, what were you like when that happened? He was like, I thought I was a turtle. And unfortunately he's deafened so he can't support himself. That is what he said. And he told us how he was like, he was like in a, in a hot tub. And, and, <laughs> and the only thing that was above the hot tub were his eyes and like half of his nose. And I'm so ashamed to admit that when we had that party, I didn't get to see him as a turtle. What I did see him do was trip a couple of times, break a la- uh, break a break a painting, and then when when Variant tried, or, or, and then when Variant walked into the room, Alec tried giving him him his money to pay him back for breaking the 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 uh, the, the painting the the photo, and then when he de- when he declined it, Alec tried putting it in his wallet, and I went outside, and I came back in, and he was still laying on the little beanbag couch, um, and for about five minutes he was trying to put his his money back in his wallet. I I don't know, I don't know what his problem was. But that was what happened. Um, and then we have one here from 725 that just has come. That's it. Pretty epic. And then this is this is a line that you guys might remember from one of our previous episodes. Uh, July 30th, I quoted Dakota as saying, I just remember the episode that got taken off the air for being too graphic. It was the one where Squidward loses his big toe and also explodes. And... <laughs> And the only reason that I find it so funny, so funny that I had to put it in the gamer quotes is because of the way that he says it. If you go back and listen to the episode, whichever one it was. Um, I only like half knew what I was talking about. Yeah, because like, we, yeah, we, we were... Episode. Yeah, yeah, because we were talking about... We were t- uh, well, we were talking about like um, like what, what Variant did when he was a kid. And I thought Alec was oh, yeah. talking to me when he asked the question, so I just said, like, I watched Spongebob when I got home sometimes. And then we talked about the Panty Raid episode. And then Dakota just said, I just remember the episode that got taken off the air for being too graphic. It was the one where Squidward loses his big toe and also explodes. 
I also like misspoke there too because he loses his big toe nail, not his entire toe, and yeah. I just like forgot the word nail. But I think it's he also doesn't that we don't explode either. He just well, no, he definitely does. Everybody explodes in SpongeBob. Um, we have another one from Variant where he's quoting his brother that just says only the aesthetically pleasing deserve mercy and I honestly don't have I don't know what happened here I might have to I might have to ask him and then and the next time we come back we'll you you see you don't know what happened either no and also people you asked even then what oh yeah yeah I just said what but I'll I'll have to go ask him and his brother what they were talking about Um, and then another quote from last episode i i just quoted myself saying marriage is a scam and that's just that and i stand by what i said i've had discussions with my friends recently about that and i'm like yeah marriage is a scam all you're doing is getting the government involved in your taxes and it's a pain in the ass if you want to like you know things don't things don't work and then um 8 13 so literally just last friday i was quoted as i remember what happened here too i was in i was in the lunchroom at my job and and they were talking about uh, flashbangs doing damage and how in Call of Duty, if you throw a flashbang at somebody, it'll, it'll do like 15 damage to them. And sometimes you can get a kill that way and it's really funny. And, I, and then I thought about it and I was like, dang, when you really think about it, old people are just on like the last 10% of their life. And, and, and then I was quoted as saying, what if you just threw a flashbang at an old person? sometimes it's it'd be like that sometimes you just gotta take out those old people yeah (laughs) bonk them and then take them out but no no now i want to know i want to know uh don't answer this question seriously because i don't want to get flagged what happens if you throw a flashbang at an old person i mean they probably at least have a heart attack probably um but then the the last quote is another one from dakota and this is, again, just talking about Smite and just, like, ganging up on one person. And all he had to say was, we basically just have to choose one person to nuke. And I feel like if you don't explain it with the context, it's funnier, so I kind of regret explaining the context. But, you know, that's whatever. I mean, if you were there, it was pretty funny, too. Yeah, I was just listening had, in, like, and I was like, I have to write this down. We had, like, a crazy dive-heavy comp. Like, a comp that could absolutely just choose one person, and that we could do, like, 6,000 damage, which no character... No matter what you build, you cannot get six thousand health. And yeah, so I was like, we just have to choose one person, and they're just and they're gone, and they're just dead. But and it was great. Yeah. And then we have the most recent one, the last one on that list, which is just Mind Owie. Yes, Mind Owie might just be on a T-shirt one day. I'd wear that shirt. Gonna, I would also wear that shirt. <laughs> I have a couple people who actually could do that. Hold on, I might be able to make that work. Anywho, um, now that now that now that we're we're through all that, let's, we, we've got we've got you know three more little things to go through here. So the the first one is basically the the gentleman in the article I'm keep referring to was making an argument that or not making an argument. He's like statistically proving that like the correlation between your screen use and your levels of depression amongst your teenagers and your younger adults does not scale the same even linearly when you move it from country to country which now that i think about it this as long as well as kind of the other couple that are left on this list sort of just paint a picture that more often than not it's not even the technology it's more the culture that we have here in the states as well as like you know the government policies and 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 
you know, like here in Utah, we have an AQI of 140 and it was 250 a couple of days ago. And like we have high elevation suicide rates in Utah have gone up 50% since 1999. And basically there's a lot of other factors that tend to contribute to the high rates of depression, especially in the United States. Most of it comes from corporate greed. Most of it comes from, you know, the, the lack of uh, sustainable income relative to how much you're having to pay for your housing. But we already talked about that in the first episode. That's just a general statement. And a lot of this all just kind of adds up to be a bunch of nonsense. And then, you know, you have people who are already down in the dumps because they're working 80 hours a week and they can still barely afford the all the commodities that they need. And then they look on social media and, you know, you see Jeff Bezos making, what, $200,000 a second, if not... No, even... even, wait, even even higher than that and it kind of paints a picture of just how big of a problem all of this really is when you combine it together and how if you're trying to make social media use the driving factor for the increase in depression you're simply a fool that's fair i'm gonna look up how much jeff bezos makes in, in one second a lot also very much more than I made in like a week. Actually, more, more than, than well, he makes three. He makes thirty seven hundred dollars a second. Yeah, that's so I guess more I guess I, I shouldn't have said. Uh, I, I guess I shouldn't have said. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I make thirty seven hundred dollars. I, I make a little over thirty seven hundred in two months, and he makes it in one second. So that's I guess he's saying two hundred. I'm not realizing two hundred thousand dollars a second is would actually be like absurd. Damn that! Oh my. God, I'm, I'm, no, I have to close this because I'm because I'm getting mad now. <laughs> what do you mean he makes nine billion dollars a month? Fuck you. That wait, that doesn't sound right. And actually, now that I look at it, these last two are less about societally society things, and they're they're more so about like they're they're on individual bases, and they're mainly referring to like parents and like teachers and whatnot. Um, one of the one of the arguments being made in the article basically says that like you can't exactly attribute technology used to the increase in depression mainly because like technology is used for so many things that it's really hard to pinpoint like you can't just say technology is a generality because technology as a whole i would like to think does more harm than it does or sorry does more good than it does harm uh mm-hmm. since i since i went on record saying that earlier um but like the main two things that they use is like um you know listening to music and like you know getting help with like their homework which obviously that's just more relevant to teenagers using it and honestly that's a, that that's a part that i never really considered because i always used to be the the arbiter of like not the arbiter i keep saying the word arbiter i i, I used to kind of be one of those people that was like you know technology use is killing it's making people depressed because they're constantly comparing themselves to people who might have it just as hard as them but aren't showing it and then those people internalize those problems and now I'm kind of running it back in my head and I'm like, well, the inherent use of technology isn't inherent. It's not the problem. It's the fact that people don't know how to limit themselves. It's the fact that we still have no people putting focus on mental health when it, you know, is especially important and like a million other things. And so to say that the depression rates are increasing as a result of technology use, or that's the driving factor is, is just plain ignorance unless, mm-hmm. unless some statistic and like full blown studies are coming through proving that it is the driving force because obviously you you can't just attribute it to one whole thing because it's never going to apply the same way to everybody that's just just foolish
and I do think that it needs to be done on a case-by-case basis. Somehow, I, I think it's actually kind of ironic how the main reason the mental health of people declines is because of the fact that most people don't take a, a mention to focus on the mental health and instead blame it on something else. And then the mental health continues to, de- to decline because they don't think the mental health is the problem. They think if they you know take care of this issue, this physical issue, it will take care of the problem. And then they do that. And then usually that ends up like worsening the circumstances and end up, you know, they end up creating a bigger problem. And then that actually is kind of what becomes the, the spiraling kind of landslide. It's not people Mm. turning to social media. It's, it's not people turning to social media and comparing themselves to other people. It's more so people using scapegoats for why other people's mental health are declining, trying to solve that problem by doing that while being blind to what the actual issues are. And now that I'm thinking about it, I think most people actually would come to that same conclusion. I, I think it took us a little longer because I think we've got ADHD on the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Alec has been deafened this entire time, so he hasn't even been hearing what we're saying, and it makes me so sad. Everyone left. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I know that, but it's it, it hurts. It hurts. But... Yeah, I mean, on that... Gone. Yeah, on that on that on that topic of uh, of people trying to take the things they think are causing the problem and subsequently making the problem worse is like parents are kind of the worst offenders of that. Mm-hmm. I I know a couple of people who will struggle with mental health and they may use social media or their technology as a means of getting away from that. People use music to solve their problems a lot. People will use their creativity, their drawing skills, their whatever to solve the problem, and oftentimes somehow parents end up seeing that as the root of the issue, and they will take mm-hmm. the thing that's helping them cope with the problems they have. I have so many friends who have had that, you know, that exact same problem. And you've heard so many stories of people where they are, you know, struggling in school because of all the workload that they have to take care of. And, you know, they get so, they get like very minimal time to do things that, you know, make them happy and and help them decompress from all the work that they have to do, be it schoolwork, be it work, work, housework, combination of the three relationship problems, whatever. And then the parents will just look at the decline in their grades or the, the declining in their attendance or any other issues, and they'll attribute that to the phones. They'll attribute that to the one thing that they're doing that isn't their work. And then that just causes a downward spiral where at that point that person has no coping mechanism to help them deal with these issues. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and as a person who has like a thousand different coping methods, if that ever becomes a problem... I'm I'm kind of fortunate to say I wouldn't I hopefully don't have that problem I wouldn't have that problem but I know a lot of people here and a lot of people I know do have that sort of problem and and I'm not just going to ask the the dumb question like is the parent in the right for that because the way that I just panned that is like no the parents are absolutely not correct for taking that and doing that yeah. but like, I always think that they have the right intention just not the right method <laughs> yeah yeah that is that is kind of what it comes down to and sometimes it's even just uh, well actually that comes down to yeah big root of the problem is that people just don't know how to solve problems sometimes and because nobody communicates the problems anymore like because, because nobody communicates what the problems are what problems they are having even just communicating that they don't know what's the, what the problem is that kind of becomes a byproduct of that and then it and then it kind of go, all goes downhill. I'll, I'll, I'll just run through everything after ADHD. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, historically speaking, 
mm-hmm. teenagers and young adults and kids are kind of addicted to any sort of new media that they get. Um, so yeah. you you can't just ac- attribute the mental health decline to the phones. All right. And so, I I mean. Why, why do you, why do you, okay, why do you think, or cause, cause they say that in the forties and the fifties, you know, kids would get adi- addicted to radio stations because radios were like a, becoming a common thing in the American household and they'd become addicted to them on the same level of, uh, you know, as an alcoholic would to their, to their drink. And, and, and this is a question I didn't think about until I was trying to think of a question to ask you, which is like, why do you, why do you think. Well, because I, I get the idea of it becoming an addiction to the people because it's a new thing and they want to figure out how it works. But they can also attribute that to the mental decline of people in certain age ranges at that time. And they can mm-hmm. attribute them to the same things people attribute, you know, phone use to nowadays. And uh, I described it as uh, older generations shitting on the technology of the new generations. So I'm just curious, like, why? Why do you think that is? Well, okay. Because well, they don't understand it. Younger yeah they're curious that's all it comes down to they're curious to understand everything around them and use it to help fill any answer any question they have or just understand anything at that point and with the older generations i feel like as people get older they start to really notice how oh everything just sucks and they want to go back to uh, they they like to hold on to everything that they know because it just makes them feel I don't know a word for this it's it's a nostalgia over not knowing that everything sucks now you kind of want to go back to yeah. being an ignorant idiot kid exactly alright that, that's my answer <laughs> Well, because another thing I thought of, like, right as you were saying that is, like, you know, sometimes, like, especially people like myself, I kind of have this problem sometimes where, like, as I get older and as I, as I learn the ins and outs of more things, I tend to kind of get annoyed when somebody asks me about something that I feel like they should already understand. And I feel like the same sentiment can almost apply. Like, as these people get older, they're like, I'm used to what this is and I know so much about this. So having my kids be curious about something else and me, like I, I would almost be upset at the fact that like if I had a kid and this new technology came around that I didn't know anything about, I would f- be upset because I wouldn't know how to how to help them with it. And I know people don't exactly have um, morally good thoughts when it like they they don't have like a positive thoughts when they come to that thing. They kind of just get cynical about it. But that 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 could be a part of it. <clears throat> Heavens. Um, weird. you're weird. Yeah. Um, then another one. Uh, what? I said get pranked. <laughs> no, but uh, then the same gentleman basically is saying that you know you can't just attribute the rise in depression to tech. You know this new technology use because then you're not taking into account where these people live, how their home situation is, how their relationships are with their family, if they have childhood traumas, if they have unresolved general traumas, if they have, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And and I, and, and I asked this earlier, but it's like, how do you think social media and technology use might accentuate any of those problems that those people might have? Oh, well, 
like I said earlier, I don't think I don't think attribute the the rise of uh, depression in teenagers to really anything. I I'd argue personally that it's probably been consistent, like not statistics, but consistent throughout all generations. It's just a failure to acknowledge it or just take notice to it in the older generations. Because again, is the man up mentality yes that's just it's been affecting people for so long so personally I would just say chalk it up to that but I mean I don't know that could be a cop out for a while but dang I forgot what you asked me say it again I I, I was saying I was saying all, all these other reasons that people might attribute to mental health decline traumas living situations how do you think social media might end up accidentally like accentuating those and making those a bigger problem Oh no! It, it wasn't a yes or no question. It was it was a where do you think? But I guess the where do you think means that like it nowhere. Yes, no. Because in the grand scheme of things, the only thing I can think of is like if they see something that triggers a trauma from their past. But even then, that usually doesn't. Actually, I I'm not even gonna make a a blanket statement about that because I don't know jack shit about those. <clears throat> but. Same. Um, what did Dakota say? Dakota, what did you say? Tell me what you said, right? He was saying that the the, the compare the, the the entire act of having social media as a means of comparison generally kind of becomes a problem, and it oh, it, it might accentuate any problems that you might have with yourself. That's smart. Yeah, and then and then I I popped another question that I had just come up with at the time, which was, do you think adding a dislike button to social media sites would have as great of an impact oh, as as people think they will? And 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 Dakota and Evan both collectively were kind of like, yeah, because then it becomes a bully button, and like it, it doesn't offer anything constructive, and it it just like it works on YouTube videos, but when it comes to Instagram and Facebook and all that, okay. it just it's yeah, it's just unnecessary, unhealthy, not helpful, bad, stinky. It will be bad, stinky. Yeah. There are people who like, unironically, dislike videos. Or just things in general. Like there were are people who are gonna use that unironically. Just, just I, f- I feel like there are people who just dislike, who just hit that dislike button for no reason. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. But it could just be me. It could, it could just be me. Like there are some things that you don't have to dislike that people do anyway. Like, uh, could it be a song? Like, there, there's no music video there's just a song on youtube and people just be like yeah i'm gonna hit the dislike button i don't know if that's like actually them disliking the song or like i don't know i feel yeah. i feel like it's there's no reason to have it yeah like the, the only video's bad it should just be taken down like yeah i mean or, I youtube having a dislike button only makes sense in the context of content creators wanting to get feedback on if a video is liked or not unfortunately that's not what it has turned into. Like, I think back in the day, it would have made sense. Like, you dislike the video because you feel like they could have done this. But then, like, you you make a comment and be like, this is kind of what needs to change. That was weird. Don't do that again. You're weird. But, I, I mean... You're stinky. I've, I've always been of the opinion that if you dislike something, you should just leave it alone, as long as it's not hurting somebody. And if it's... If, if it is hurting somebody from your perspective, you have a right to go in there and at least try and sort it out. 
um, oh. whether 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 the it's being it's serious or not, and hopefully you can get an explanation as to what the deal is with that, and then you go on with your day. But again, no point in being offended on behalf of other people unless in certain situations, like we talked about in the last podcast. Go check that out again. But Ooh, um, yeah, shameless plug, bro, for the like the fourth time. No, but I when I was talking about this question with Jaden, or when I was talking about this as a general topic with Jaden he brought up how a lot of it could be a lot of this increase in depression could be attributed to more people just openly admitting that they're not doing okay. Like more people are becoming comfortable. Yeah. More people are becoming comfortable saying that they're having an episode or that they're having a, you know, some kind of trauma response and whatever. And, and and I almost wonder how much of a, of a difference it would make if everybody back in the day when they were doing a lot of these screenings and a lot of these kind of wellness checks, if they'll, if they're, you know, how, how much of a percentage of people would have just opened up to being like, yeah, I'm not doing okay. Rather than just pretending like everything's okay. And like, if it makes a significant difference now that people are more open to doing it. That was a lot of words. What I'm saying is like, do you think, uh, uh, um, do you think a relevant percentage of the increase in people claiming or people saying they're having mental health issues is attributed to more people just being open about saying it? Or do you really think it is just a, a larger development of more people with these with these problems? I'd have to go with the, the first option. So again, you, you I, think I, it does make up a majority and it may not just be an increase, but more so people admitting to it. Yeah. I said... Twice sure. now. I'm gonna twice you, you idiot. <laughs> Ouch. I'm Get not fucked. doing okay. <laughs> but Ouch. this question kind of gets into the to the root of some sort of issue, which is basically just saying that there is no I mean, the the correlation between screen use and depression increasing doesn't at all match when you go to a different country with comparable screen usage even with comparable like populations and uh it you you have like a paragraph to explain why you why you think it might be um scaling so much higher here than it does in other countries outside of it just being people being more open to to explain the problems. What's the question? Uh, the question is, in about a paragraph, why do you think we have such a high scaling of, uh, or a high correlation between screen use and depression increase relative to other countries? Because like I said, other countries don't seem to have this same issue despite having comparable amounts of people in the country, in the state, in the providence and having comparable amounts of screen use. Why is it so much of a big deal here compared to other countries, do you think, other than it just being people being more open with their mental health issues? Oh, shit, I forgot what I was going on about before Alec came back in here. Something about parents taking away the only thing that, that makes their kids happy. Yes. Um, and, uh, like, uh, a lot of it does come from a potentially genuine place, just people being uninformed on what the problems are or, and what's causing the issues but like I was about to ask at what point do you think it's appropriate for them to do that but it's appropriate when it actually when it like if you can recognize that it's not just um, a general issue and it is actually directly coming from that then that's kind of fair to do that but I mean 
Oh. Oh, look All at right. that. It's Peter. Podcast now. Bro, it is 9.42. We are two hours in this mug. I think we're getting close to tidying it up, too. Yeah, we're getting incredibly close to tidying it up. Uh, Dakota, which one of those questions... Actually, let me ask you a general question, and then I'll run through, like, three of the questions. Does that sound good? <laughs> was that a laugh, or was that you saying sure? <laughs> it was both. You were just like... Hm. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. So... The whole thing we're talking about here is uh, is techno like basically arguments for and against technology increasing depression in teenagers and young adults and kids. That that's mm-hmm. one whole topic that we've just been doing mm-hmm. for two hours. Um, so I'm posing you the question: Is technology use causing the mental health decline in teenagers, or is it mentally declining teenagers turning to social media or technology, um, potentially creating some kind of landslide effect? Um, I. <clears throat> I think that people don't. So obviously, like the internet allows you to like allows people to become a lot more confident than they would be in person. You know, right? Yeah. Also, the reverse effect happens at the same time. People are really, you know, super shy on the internet. Whatever they get, something like you know, people are a lot more sensitive nowadays too, right? So, you know, when that kind of stuff happens, and it just kind of like mentally, I don't know. I, I feel like. There are some problems that can be solved with just, you know, blocking somebody or just turning it off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but like, how are you getting cyberbullied? Turn off your screen. <laughs> yeah, I, people are going to give me shit for this, but I do agree with the whole joke of, Dad, help me, I'm getting cyberbullied. You are? I've got a solution. Close the laptop, son. Like, it's it's that easy. <laughs> or just, yeah, block but, um, them. It's really easy. Or just block them. I know but, been, there uh, has been a couple of situations, like, amongst my own friends where, like, People won't let that stop them, and they'll create new accounts and whatever. And that's well, then that's just desperate. I'd laugh yeah. at them if they can't make a new account. Yeah, at that point, yeah, it's like look, you're a loser. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> loser. But loser. But, um, I don't know. I just think more people are more sensitive nowadays, and the internet has nothing to do with it. It's just because of the fact that people are more sensitive, it's becoming more of a problem. And because people can be more confident, they can voice their sensitivities, right? And so the people get picked on those sensitivities and then they feel the need to defend them against a random stranger. And then it just escalates from there. <laughs> that was nothing to do with people's, the internet making people deficient or like, you know, um, nervous people or any kind of stuff like, you know, turning to the internet and making it a cesspool of just like, you know, um, right. It, it's it's more like so it's, just like, Cause, there's more information on the internet, so there's more there's more ways to pick on somebody because of that. Yeah, I mean, a thing that I entirely forgot to mention is the fact that, like, no matter how confident uh, you, you are, like, that, hold on, do you no, mean no, the fact no, that no, Horseman is actually, you know, no, I kicked him. Cause no, no, actually, wait. Oh yeah, he's not here. All right, go on record. Say it right now. Say it right now, you coward. Jack Horseman is about depression, and nobody can change my mind, including Ali, because he's stupid. Yeah, and he's also uh, deafened, so uh, you, you've you won. Good job. Now he's server-muted. But it's only for a little bit. Because um, the thing that I, I didn't even think about, I think about this a lot, but I didn't think about it this time, which is that like regardless of how confident you are, if you don't have to face the repercussions of you talking shit to somebody behind a screen, mm. then it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I, I think a little, bit, a little bit of it comes from the fact that like people now just can remain relatively anonymous when doing the shit, and so like people mm-hmm. aren't nearly as afraid of the consequences of them doing something. And there's basically none. Yeah, but on the reverse end, people who post things 
that aren't offensive or that, sorry, that aren't like mean and like people do know who they are, then yeah, they, they have like an increased risk of, uh, of having people know things about them that they don't want to know and whatever. So it's, um, interesting. It boils down to just be careful. And if people are bullying you on the internet, just Welcome. realize that turn off your just computer the and the fact that they're trying to get a rise out of you. Right. The only right. way to win is to not play. So L- yeah, literally uh, I'm going to, I'm going to unmute Jaden. Cause it was a little unfair for me to do that. And I can get some of Jaden's opinions in in tandem. We're we're running this longer than we really should have because we spent a lot of time here just like t- trying to figure out what to say because we weren't expecting that it'd just be two of us. So that yeah, was poor. Yeah. That was poor planning on our part, but that's okay. Um. So another thing that I mean, because I, I I like that you brought up how people are more confident about like ex uh, about talking about the problems that they have and about mm-hmm. the 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 traumas that they have and whatever. Um. Because that, that was kind of one of the things that the... To put a context behind this, I was reading an article for and against technology increasing depression in, in, in kids and whatever. Mm. And most of the mm. ones that I found that were against it were talking about technology as a whole. And, and it brought up a lot of interesting points that I had never thought about. Mm. So, like, one of them that he brought up is basically, like, yeah, the reason we're seeing more, you know, cases of, of kids and young adults and teenagers being depressed is because they are more open about saying it now. And, and so I posed the question, do you think the percentage increase, like, obviously we don't have like the exact numbers, but do you think the percentage increase from like point A to point B, point B being now, how, you know, do you think it's a significant margin that can be attributed to people being more open about them saying they're not okay rather than, than hiding it? I think definitely. Yeah. Because our generation, right. Grew up on the internet, right. For the most part, yeah. So, you know, once where communication happens over the internet and social media and all that kind of stuff. And so when you want your friends to see you in pain or in trouble or hell, even happy or having a fun time or a, a good day, a lot of the time you post that stuff, right? Yes. But, and Snapchat's a great place to do that. You see that shit happen all the time, you know. But you see that happen all the time because social media is just... A main highlights yeah yeah exactly our our social medias are, are a great way for us to express how we're feeling at the moment or at the time or something just big happened in our lives and that just makes it easier for people who are trying to get a rise out of people or people who are trying to bully people or anything like that on the internet to just look at their history look at what they've posted look at their bio i mean You're i don't like know you stink yeah i don't know how many memes i've seen of people getting in an argument going to their bio seeing that their mom died and then just immediately go yeah yeah that's a, <laughs> or like the 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 memes where the the girl's like my my boyfriend hits me and he's like damn i'm sorry you i and she's like she's like i have a boyfriend he's like man i'll do it myself <laughs> the for, for the record like, i don't condone hitting women I'm it's a passing meme. the phone to somebody who thinks it's funny I got beat by my boyfriend. <laughs> I'm passing the phone to somebody I think is funny who got beat by their boyfriend. They pass the phone back. Yeah, <laughs> I, that was bad. That was terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, for the record, we're not we're not douchebags. It's just the memes are, the memes are funny because people are being dicks when they don't need to be being dicks. True. It's funny to laugh at other people's pain. Yeah. Which, yeah. You know what? All right. I'll accept that. Um, nope, we're not. Nope. No background noise in this bitch. Yeah, no background noise. That's illegal. Um, <laughs> so another thing that was brought up in the article is basically how, like, even if you compare, if you can, if you compare, 
like the U.S. to countries with like comparable amounts of people in them, or like comparable people per capita, and like comparable comparable amounts of screen use, you'll find that their scaling and like their graphs that kind of map out screen use and depression don't scale the same at all. Mm-hmm. And so I tried asking Alec in like a paragraph why he thinks that's the case, even though I think a lot of us already know what the case is. So now I'm going to uh, make that your, now that that's your task. My task? Yeah. Yeah. Like just in a couple of sentences, why do you think we have such a, it's such a greater deal here than other countries with similar, like similar statistics to try and compare when well, finding are these countries, countries are these countries like are you talking about like are you talking about like african countries or are you talking about like countries well, in we're just like, talking Europe? we're just talking countries in general like like of 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 all of all countries that they kind of try to compare these statistics to none really hold a candle when referencing these two statistics side by side to how bad it huh. is here i i don't know i think it's I think it might be like the whole American mentality thing of like, you know, free speech and the whole like you know how American is. Yeah. You know how American I, I, is. I hate that all you had to say was free speech and I kinda knew what you meant because because so many times I'm just like, damn, like because, pe- people in Japan, like I, I compare us to Japan a lot for some reason because I have a mm-hmm. problem. But I'm like, damn, people <laughs> in Japan wouldn't say this kind of shit. And like it's, they have yeah, the freedom to culture. but they yeah, it's, yeah. It's because of our culture. It's just we have a very impolite on we have a very uh, impolite and other kind of stuff culture and yeah like p- people are yeah. like i should be allowed to say what i say and like they don't understand that people should also have the right to call them out on saying things they shouldn't be saying yeah, it's, it's, and like it's they, also, they don't think people should have the right to like feel bad it, yeah it's, it's that's why like man has a freedom of speech but they also know that they'll get called a dumbass if they say something stupid true that happens in America, but people are more proud of when they say stupid things in America because yeah, they bro, think because, that's uh, the right world thing. Star. Realistically, in Japan, they don't really say much to correct people, but that's purely because people don't say anything out of line. So when it does happen, they're like, what the fuck? Hey, excuse you? Yeah. Uh, like... Did you just say what I think you just said? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, America has that whole mentality of, of very, very, I don't know, very rude. America has the whole mentality of a, you know, very rude. We're a pretty rude c- culture, and that's shown with the whole Karen stuff. And yeah, and, you know, and that obviously does kind of depend on where you go. You ever been to France? Oh, Fran- French people are dicks. French people this, this are just French. This is this is a France hate group. I'm calling it. Like, oh, a sigma shoot French people. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so Alec, can you answer the question now that you're back? In a couple of sentences, why do you think we have much worse cases of of, uh, of technology use relative to depression statistics compared to other countries? Uh, politics. Can you elaborate just a little bit? Like that was one. That was one word. I asked for at least like two sentences. All right, all right, all right. We gonna get into this, okay? Don't get into it too hard though, because we are like two two hours fifteen in. That's not well, that bad actually. Not saying other countries don't experience this. America, which is mostly Christian, you have a bit of a problem with homophobia. You have a bit of a yep. problem with transphobia. Uh, 
xenophobia, uh, bigotry. I can't think of any more words. Honestly, anybody who's not like a, a white male, this country kind of has a problem with. I mean, even if you are white, Americans still probably have a problem with you because because you're, you're white, like British, or you're Irish. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, literally, no matter no matter what you are in this country, some a group of people dislike you. Sometimes it's exactly. for var- for varying reasons. Like a like I said this a long time ago, where I was like, damn, like every single white person gets a bad rap on account of like a lot of white people are kind of like uh, uh bitches. But like, like, a, like you, we go throughout everybody in our main Discord, and like every single one of us is white, except for Jaden, except for Alec, except for one of our other the friends babies. who I can't say. Shut up. And except for Tavion, who you don't know, all of us are white, and none of us are particularly problematic, except for one of us sometimes, and that's Ty. He's he's a little bit of a of an ape. That's okay. But no, like, like. Oh. like <laughs> Like, but like no matter what gr- no matter what group you are a part of in this country some other group of people just hate you yeah. and, and somehow that's like nobody talks about that and nobody seems to have a problem with that okay if you're rich and you're hoarding the wealth you kind of deserve it and I hate you <laughs> a little bit of a change there yeah, yeah, I'm a bit of a hypocrite. It's like how it's like how I said uh, I dislike everybody just shitting on Arby's for the sake of shitting on Arby's, and then I shit on Burger King for the sake of shitting on Burger King. Arby's is fucking fuck terrible. Just I hate, I, I hate, Arby's. hate Burger King. I really, really dislike Burger. I really dislike Burger King because the ones that I have within like ten miles of my area are all bad. But I've changed my tone where now I'm just like I dislike the ones I have here. If I get brought to a good Burger King, my my opinion may change. Now. That said, this all comes back. No matter where you're, no matter what you're a part of, like a group of people will hate you more often than not, kind of for no real reason. And that's a culture that, as Americans, we've just sort of accepted, and that's uh, not cool. It's kind of cool. That's no, it's not. Not cool, and that's not cool. That's not cool at all. He's it's like, yeah, that's cool. not cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> it's kind of cool. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> But, I'm I'm so sorry for cutting you off, Alec. You were saying America is xenophobic, transphobic, homophobic, bigotry, racist phobic, racist phobic. No, we're not racist phobic. We hate racists. Yeah, wait, no, we are no, racist phobic. No. We're not. Wait a minute, Alec. What were you saying? That's xenophobic. Xenophobic. Yeah, Z- we're not xeno. We as Americans are xenophobic, but not us specifically. All that really spills over into like social media, and honestly, it's easier to like. <laughs> nowadays to, to harass people over literally anything like oh, yeah. you just go on tiktok and just look at somebody who's who has a pretty good following look at their comments you're you're gonna find something that's just straight are you are you eating my sandwich <laughs> his dog strikes again are you are you are you eating my sandwich <laughs> hey get out of my sandwich <laughs> No. Oi, my sandwich. Get out of my sandwich. No. Anyways. <laughs> did it? Um. Elvis. Get shit Your on. Bitch him. ass down. Get, um, get shit on. Like, 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 right now, recently. Uh, Bella Porsche. She make music. Bella Thorne. Oh, Bella, Bella Porsche. Bella Porsche. Oh, Bella, Bella, Bella Porsche or Porch, as in like. They're the same person. Bella Porn. No, stop. No. Stop. 
You're going to jail for that one. No. Anyway, she's okay. your child? No, no, she's not. Jaden's just going to jail for being too horny. A song came out and it's it's like a little not song or the 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 the, the devil one. Montero. Call me when you need. Call me when you need. Yeah, one. and he's in like this costume. It's like a devil Call me by <gasps> Also, I mean, All right, dude, really get it. gay one. <laughs> yeah, the gay one. Yeah. Oh, that prison video. We're not, we're not, we're not talking about Lil Nas. No, we're just we're just referring to the gay video that she. Quiet. No gay. Yes, gay. <laughs> next episode, we're talking about Lil Nas. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, dude, I love it. Dude, I have a whole thing for this. Yeah, dude. Why not? Why little Nas is gay? <laughs> <laughs> here's my prison. Here's my PowerPoint on why little Nas is gay. No, bro. I have, I have a whole like, I have a whole video thing I was gonna do about how like, no, about how like people want to make him like the foster for their kids. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put. I'm just gonna, no, 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 we'll we'll talk about it next time. We'll talk about it next time. Anyways, go, Alec. Alec, go. Yeah, yeah, next episode. <laughs> she was mimicking the gay video from Lil Nas X. Right, go. Had a song reference the devil multiple times. I think it's her song. I don't know. I don't. I didn't even know she made music, but oh, she she had a video caption something like. Like something about a sleep paralysis. Yeah, demon she's like my sleep paralysis right. demon in here. Like, and she was just lying on the side of a bed eating <laughs> chips in a devil costume. You'd be like that. Yeah. Yes. And if you looked in the comments, bro, it's it's a bunch of Christians talking about, oh, we've lost her to the devil, or like, uh, just stuff like that. Man, they'd really hate to find out about the tattoos that she has. Jesus Christ. <laughs> lost another. Really? Like, actually, have you guys seen how fucking tatted she is? It's kind of crazy. I mean, to be fair, she's she was in the military. I'm pretty sure. Like, she, hard. She, yeah. If that's she the was case, in the hard. military. Like, she, she she was you know a fucking strong and sturdy soldier. Like, impressive. She no, don't fuck around. She was already lost to the fucking devil years ago. People are saying stuff like she stole her soul 100. percent A lot of people are saying she sold her soul, and they're referring to. Or like people say, and we lost another one, and they're referring to Lil Nas. Like, oh my God, Christians making literally everything. Yeah, dude. Let's let's get it. let's let's clear the air right now. I fucking hate most religious people. I hate people who make it open that they are more religious than the average person. Because, and again, I'll make a couple of exceptions because some people I hold near dear in my heart. But like, these people are pieces of shit more often than not, as a generality. And it's for shit like that. What did Jaden? You had to, or, uh, Alec, you had to explain the difference between Catholicism and Christianity to Jaden while he was like in a Catholic church, being told like homophobic sentiments by a pastor I while sitting in front of a gay Catholic couple. Church. Yeah, homophobic, transphobic, racist folk, everything. Just say xenophobic. Xenophobic is not a racist phobic. That's not a real thing. Dude, Catholic what? churches are so toxic. They like it, it. They don't. They just will like spew some. Whatever phobic talk, and then they'll like say, "Yeah, it was because the Lord will." I, I, I like my church. I'm not even religious, and I like going to my church because well, it's, it's a black church, me. I presume. Actually, those are the no, toxic. The one I went to was a was a black. Those church. The toxic ones? Really, really. I guess okay. I've only been to one. I guess I can't really. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for making a generality towards anybody that's not Catholics. It was a white church, and and I. I should have known better, I guess. But I should have known better, I guess. Bad Dylan, bad man. Anyway. Bad Dylan, bad Dylan. Just... 
I don't I don't like when people who are like when people say to me like I'm not I'm like I'm not homophobic I'm not transphobic or but anything but, on that side, but but I just don't support them or they're going to hell though or yeah the, like it's that. like they, the Bible says that. they're going to hell and it's like all right do you believe they are going to hell because you like it is a known fact that the Bible says they're going to hell but do you personally believe they are going to hell because if so you do dislike them well so the thing is the, the the point that they'll bring up most often is that my opinion does not matter the word of god is unchanging oh yeah i did i hate that i've never heard that but i hate it that you just said that yeah in fact i hate you for saying that i want you off my pot most, no. Christ, most christians are going to hell most literally christians are going to hell. Like, like you, you, you look at all the things that, that will send you to hell and it's like everybody's going to hell i don't care a lot of these christians read the full bible and tell me you're still not right. going to hell I'm still reading the Bible, and I'm like... Read the Bible from page one till whatever the last page is and tell me you are not going to hell, because likely you are capping. Well, I also wouldn't trust, like, a few... I wouldn't trust the Bible on a a couple occasions, because it's been rewritten. I don't trust the Bible, period. It got... I think the last time it was rewritten was, like, in the 40s, and that's when... That's when they added the word homosexuality. Oh, that's... Ooh, that's fun. it's been that's rewritten it's a lot of times over history, and that's why I really don't trust it too much. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't trust that's it either, but the cherry-picking Christians sure love to, to cherry-pick. That is yeah. not a the really gay people are going to go to hell, but you're not no, going to. No, no, that's not what it says. I ain't said nothing about that. The Bible says it's okay to beat your wife, by the way. No, didn't they say that like it's it's not considered a... They're like, they're like uh, sex has to be between a man and a woman, so like gay sex technically isn't a sin. Or like getting, getting, uh, get having sex before marriage, but like gay sex isn't. It's not between a man and a woman, so like it's not a sin. So they're not going to hell for that basis. I, it's just how people read it and how people. Take I promise it, you, I'm not I mean, trying like, to justify gay sex on my behalf. I, I <laughs> on your behalf, huh? On my on behalf. Your behalf. <laughs> the Bible has one big loophole. <laughs> and what is that loophole? Anal. What if I fucking do? <laughs> what if? <laughs> Yeah, oh, dude, that's gonna that's gonna be the tagline. What if I fuck a dude? (laughs) (laughs) I love it here. You're welcome. I love you. We should we should talk about organized religion on the next episode. No, I do not want to talk about organized religion. Please, for the love of God, you're gonna have to specify it down a little bit more than that if you want to even like not just like. Like just, I would say talk about the history of it and like the good and the bad that it has caused. You know how much? Yeah, that would be better. better. Maybe. That would take, That's still a this. lot. That, yeah. Did you want me to read the whole Bible for a podcast? No. What if I I'm do? kidding. What if I do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to to audible.com and I'm gonna get the Bible on audiobook. I see. That might be a little overkill, but you know, that's what you need. But you know, that's how I, I mean, you know, I work for eight hours. I work for nine hours a day. I can, I can listen to the Bible in nine hour, like snippets at work. (laughs) Yeah, no, that'd be fucking awful. Actually. Don't, don't, don't do that for anybody thinking I was being serious or anybody wanting to do that. Don't do that, please. What? Don't, don't buy the audio book version of the Bible. No, don't do it. What does it sound like? I I don't know. I just I don't want to like me personally. I don't want to be listening to the Bible in nine hour snippets. And can I, I get like, a, can I get a, a a black a black priest to 
you know, that Can I get a black priest to read the entire Bible for me? Hold on, wait, I need to put that in the legendary gamer moments. Wait a minute. There, there, there's all one uh wait, 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 hold on. Let me let me let me let me um the Bible has one big loophole. Ninety eight hours and one minute. What if I fuck a dude? Alright, Jaden has been quoted as saying the Bible has one big loophole. What if I fuck a dude? Yeah, don't buy an audiobook version of the Bible, for the love of God. I mean, um, uh, hey, uh, hey, get <laughs> out my sandwich. You mean to turn this episode into hating on Christians? We love Christians. Yeah, bro, this this, this episode is going to be either no, what if I fuck a dude no, or we do fuck not the love Christians. Christians in general. We love we we love keep, we love good people, Christian or non-Christian. I'm gonna name this podcast. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna name this episode. Uh, what if I fuck a dude? Dang. What else? What else? What do you? What else do you think it should be called? Uh, People, you we spent most of this talking about like technology and depression, and you're gonna choose that as our thing. Yeah, because it's, it's very misleading. misleading. That is yeah, very it's very misleading. misleading. I don't care. I named the last podcast Ladasha, and literally, I talked about middle names for like six minutes because it was funny. And also, like, what if I fuck a dude is going to attract more people than why uh, why yeah. listening or uh, why old people will say listening to this podcast makes you depressed? What happens when I fuck a dude? Jaden. That's also going in the quotes. Hey, bro. Uh, Jaden, no. your son is trying to reach you. Oh, what? You're good. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you want, Ellie? I forgot. Alicia. Ew, you don't call me that so long. Please stop. Sir. Please stop. <laughs> Please stop. Sir. Okay, you, you know what? No, no, no. We've, we've done a full 180 from talking about technology to talking about anti-technology with the Bible, and we've posed the question to all of you, what if I fuck a dude? What happens when I fuck a dude? And who's going to stop me from fucking a dude? Um, no one has to like crotch rot. I, no, stop saying the word crotch rot. That's not on our podcast. That's on the other podcast. We don't have another podcast. It's on the other podcast Alec listens to. Um, Peter, I need you to say something funny because you haven't said something funny in the last couple times. Oh, dang. Wow. Wow, that really hurt, hurt, man. What a way to call it. You haven't been on the past couple times, you dingus. I'm sorry. I'm busy sleeping. No. You're sleeping between the hours of 7 and 10 in the afternoon? Yes. No. Not you. I'm talking to Peter. No. No, Are Peter. You... I need you to say something funny. Say something funny. Uh, fuck. Um, how do you make a monster root beer float? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, was that? Did you know? supposed to laugh yet? <laughs> yeah, he hasn't even told the joke yet. What is your problem? Root beer float, Peter. You get some root beer. You get some root beer. You put ice cream in. You put a monster in there. You get a monster root beer float. Okay, you know you're done. You're not doing this segment anymore. <laughs>